Welcome to YSMPG Extras. I'm Dave, uh, and today I'm joined by Rocco. Hello. Rocco's going to be DMing, and this is going to be an adventure. We're going to see how far it goes, but this is the first of what will hopefully be many. Okay, well, uh, let's get started by just kind of establishing where you begin the game, and that is going to be uh, on your face in the dirt. So, mm. a little... I'm used to this. A little, <laughs> little prologue. Um, before the start of the game, your character, a wizard, would have uh, been messing around um, with magical experimentation, perhaps working on a new spell, uh, perhaps under the tutelage of a greater wizard. These are details that I definitely want uh, you to come up with, though I admit that they might not come into play too much over the course of the game. So, um, it, it's the idea that uh, your character was doing something and had a magical mishap and was transported somewhere else. Damn. And that's where our adventure is going to begin. Mm. So tell me a little bit before we start about Alibris, your character. Well, this incarnation, one of many, as uh, listeners might know, uh, Alibris is a wizard. He's a human. Um, lover of Mistra. Loves Mistra so much that he decided that his arcane domain was going to be Theurgy. Um, and in pursuit of getting and understanding the divine grace of Mistra, but through her weave. He never wants to pray for a spell. He does not want to go the, the, the path of the cleric because clerics, he believes, are inferior in their magic, uh, magical abilities because they cannot understand or fathom what it is that they're actually doing. Mm. They are graced with their spells rather than taking the time and energy it takes to learn them. And his, his philosophy is he wants to be the, so good at wizardry that he is able to learn divine spells the way anyone learns arcane spells by literally unlocking the mysteries of the weave and Mistress Grace. Um, so, his life's pursuit is to blend both magics together, and he's been minorly successful. Um, he knows the um, Cure Wounds spell and the Bless spell that he's been gifted by Mistra because he's realized that magic is life force. It is the very thing that creates and destroys. It is chaos and it is law all in one. And he is slowly but surely trying to figure out how to apply this to himself. Um, but this experimentation can often go wrong, as, <laughs> as, it, has. as it, it clearly has. <laughs> so perhaps he overstepped his bounds right, just well, slightly. Dangerous magic has a way of, of doing this sometimes. And true to fact, that's what happened here. Mm. So as your character kind of comes to his senses, he realizes that he's in a very foreign place than the one he was in only moments before in his, in his arcane study or his... his uh, laboratory. Mm -hmm. uh, he sees around him uh, a very alien sort of world. Uh, there is there's grass and there's water and you know the, the the things of the wild are all around him. But the everything has, is different. Um, perhaps the blades of grass look a bit different than the one he's used to. And and when he looks over and he sees the stream that he is nearby as he stands up. Um, he sees that the water has a strange purplish tint that no water he's ever seen has unless it was, of course, altered by some sort of magic or something. Mm -hmm. uh, as your character gets up, uh, he takes a deep breath and tries to figure out where he is, and you smell even that the air is it has a, a strange scent to it. And all of them strike him more than just, you know, weirdly colored and differently shaped, but they have um, a sinister kind of foreboding aspect to them that he immediately senses. Mm. Um, your your character is completely alone. Uh, and Do I have all my possessions on me? You are whole as you were. 
it seems that you and your person, almost as though you had been taken away by a, like a, a teleportation spell that takes all of your belongings with you. I immediately cast Mage Armor. Does it work? It does. Okay. Your spell, uh, spell casting doesn't seem to be interfered with in any way. Um, so the armor appears over your person, no problem. Great. Um, I take a second, I breathe. It's the first thing. Um, I take Tor, my little owl familiar, okay. out from my pocket, mm-hmm. and I send him up into the air. Tor, get a look of our surroundings. Do you see, can you tell where we are? Familiarize you are with where we, where, where we, where my tower is? Your familiar flies up into the air, and he sees that you are on an island. Uh, he does not recognize. Are you seeing through? That's um, a miles distance. I believe he can relay to me through telepathy, but I'm not sure if I can see through his eyes. Okay. Well, then the report that you get back is that you are on an island. <laughs> that. Uh, it looks like uh, that it, it, he's unfamiliar with the territory. Mm-hmm. He's never seen it before. Um, and based on the description that he's giving you, you're really not sure where you are. Mm. Um, but it's certainly an island, quite a large island, I many beg- miles across. I beg him to return before he gets too far. He does so. Um, I just take a moment after he comes back, put him away in my pocket, mm. and I'm going to make a just a perception check. I'm just going to take a list okay. right here any signs at home, man. I am clearly way too out of sorts over my mishap. <laughs> my mind is fuzzy because my perception check is five. <laughs> All right. Well, you put your ear to the wind and you listen. And you hear it. You hear the, the, the howling of faraway winds as they come from the ocean that is around you and sweep over this island. You're surrounded by a lot of flatland. And you also hear the gurgling of the stream nearby you. Well, I wouldn't call it a stream. It's really a bona fide river. Um, and, and you you see it as as you stand, it is to your left, um, to what would be the west. Um, but you don't hear any sounds of life. As a matter of fact, you hear conspicuously few sounds of life. Like, mm. none of the critters that you would expect to be, you know, little voles or birds or anything like that. It seems that you are... One of the very few life forms around you. You and your familiar. No wonder where this uh, foreboding sense comes from. It is eerily quiet, and you probably can guess that that might be why you feel so vulnerable, or perhaps it's isolated? Hmm. I, uh... Well, a wizard, as I am, I know that if this is in fact an island, gotta start somewhere, and concentric circles are the way to do it. Okay. So... I ask Tor for directions to the towards the water. Well, he alerts you that you are slightly north of dead center. So north would be the shortest distance, but it's not by a lot. Oh boy! Um, you he he explains to you that what he saw from the from the air that on the eastern side he spied beaches. That, that lead to the ocean, whereas on the western side it looked like it's more of like a, just a sharp cliff that it, that ends the uh, the island on that side. Well, if I'm close to the center, I can start my circles here. Okay. So I will... Uh... <laughs> now, as we play through, um, you feel free to just tell me I'd like to head west, east, north, or south. 
Um, as we go through, I will tell you what you encounter as you move around the island. Sure. Um, I will... I'm going to take my staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just ignite the tip of it in a little bit of fire. Okay. And I'm just going to trailblaze a mark on the ground where I have started. Okay. So you make yourself a starting mark. Um, does it seem to last? or does it Yeah. Actually, you, 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 as you ignite the tip uh, and you press it into the ground, it hisses against the, the grass and <laughs> the earth, and it does. It burns a little sigil, a little mark into the ground. Okay. Um, I'm going to take... Am I... Is there a wooded area? Plains? What am I... You're in, essentially, uh, plains. You do see, in the distance, on the other side of the river to the west, is a forest. Definitely a forest. If you look towards the east, you just see that you are actually at the, the fork of this river. So it's coming down from the north. It forks right about where you are, and you're nestled right in the fork of the river. And it, one continues to go south. And another fork uh, goes out to the east. So to the east is more river. It's one of the two two forks of the river. All right. So uh, I'm going to keep... I'll keep marking as I walk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... <laughs> I think this is probably very bad if something wants to follow me, but... <laughs> you're, you're, you're just leaving a trail I'm, behind I'm just yourself. going to leave, like, literally a marking. Um, and I'm going to begin walking from my original center point. I'm going to walk towards the, the river, the the, the forked river. The one that heads towards the east, or the one that wa- Can I walk to the forked point? You're very close to it now, so if you go exactly to where the river itself forks, you'll have to travel very short distance, and so you do so. You move yourself uh, through the plains, and let me just... Um, and as you go there, uh, you find that you can smell the seawater. This is this is salt water from the sea, but you're you're standing above it, right where the fork is. All right, I uh, take out a gold piece. Mm-hmm. I flip it. Okay. Whatever this direction would be, to, the, to my right. To your right. If I'm facing so, the fork. So you would be going east. I will then decide to go east and continue to trailblaze. Okay. So you walk for about a half an hour in that direction before you start to see something. And what you see are buildings in the distance. Hmm. From far enough away, it seems like a, a happy little hamlet. It seems like a, a little place, uh, a village of sorts. Uh, and as you get closer, you realize that it's not a happy little village. It's a ruined village. Mm. Uh, the buildings, made of stone, are mostly collapsed. Um, it looks like either they've taken damage from time. It doesn't particularly look like anybody, you know, it wasn't besieged and, and knocked down by, like, trebuchets or anything like that. It really looks like time has gotten to this place. And even the stone itself has begun to degrade and collapse. Mm. The town is probably... The size of well, you would imagine that like maybe a thousand people lived in this town at one point. But as you enter the town itself, and please stop me if there's anything you want to do before you enter the town. As you enter the town itself, you you realize that it looks to be almost empty, if not completely empty. Hmm. <sighs> Tor, this is not smart, my friend. Hello. 
your bird agrees. <laughs> <laughs> but your voice echoes ominously through this village. You wait for a moment. And then you hear. Well, why don't you make a perception check and I'll tell you exactly what you hear. Uh, for me, it's a 10, and for Tor, it is a 14. Okay. You are straining to see if if you're really hearing anything. Oh, is it is it um, if it's ever uh, sight based? Tor, get, Tor gets advantage. No, this is this is at first at least it's auditory. Uh, you you hear well, you hear something. You're not sure if it's just like the wind being a little strange between the the collapsed houses or anything else. But uh, your familiar instantly perks up and points his beak in a certain direction. I look in that direction. You see, well, it looks like a man, uh, but he might be a hunchback or something. He is, he's, he's poking his head out, and you realize that he's, he's really bent over to the point where his fingertips are touching the ground. Um, and he, you look at him and he looks at you, and you're still quite far away, say probably maybe like 300 feet away from him at this point. But as you're looking, you, there's something wrong with this individual. I look down at the ethereal armor covering my body, and I just sort of sigh and take a deep breath and make sure my staff is just gently in my hand, not in a threatening <laughs> manner, but just make sure my grip is taut. I see. You're ready. So, the creature I, is, behind, is slightly, let's say, half-concealed behind uh, a stone wall of a building, and he's peeking at it. I press digitation. I make flying sparks. Just kind of juggle in the air before me. Wave him over. The creature begins to skulk back until you can't see him anymore. I say, oh boy. Uh, well, looks like we're staying here for the night, buddy, where it's nice and open. (laughs) (laughs) Familiar gives a non-committal chirp. Uh... Where do you just stay in place, or do you want to move anywhere well, around the, town? There's I'm probably go, about ten buildings in the town overall. I'm going to try to go to the center of town. Okay. There seems to be a, a collapsed fountain that no longer produces any water for anybody. I'll send Tor up into the air, just slightly above me. I say, keep an eye out, buddy. He flies up. Um, I will have you make a perception check for him. Wow, visual. Based? Yeah. Definitely like that. It's the same roll. Holy crap, I just rolled two threes. Wow. Six. He's on patrol, and he's certainly going to warn you of anything sneaking up on you. Don't you worry about that, friend. He's got your back. Mm. Just right after he catches a few more of these, like, uh, these, like, bugs that he's finding in the air. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Uh, He is, he's circling around, um, and, and staying high above you, but he doesn't seem to notice anything or else you'd know about. All right, well, uh, I keep my ears sort of alert, mm-hmm. and I begin making a magical circle on the ground to cast a ritual. Okay. The How long does it take you? Ten minutes? Ten minutes. Yeah. All right. Well, for the first few minutes, you're, you're keeping an eye out, you're listening up, and you're doing your work. Which, by the way, is 19. Mm, very good. You are distinctly aware that you are being watched. Not a shocking development. You've already seen that there is a creature nearby you. Right. But you are now quite sure that the creature, it must have scuttled away and then gone somewhere else to get another angle at you. Because now it's not quite ahead of you 300 feet. It's kind of seems to have circled around and it's pretty much right off to your right. But still 
about 300 feet away. You look, you catch it, you catch its face. Mm-hmm. Um, with your excellent perception check, not just listening, but also hearing, or sorry, but also seeing, mm-hmm. uh, you notice that its face, as it peeks out in the angle and the light hits it in the right way, that uh, there's something wrong with its face in so far as um, the skin or the flesh. It, it, you saw it before, and, and its torso and its arms seem very, like, Thin. It seemed like a thin person, which you would expect in a place that's completely, you know, there's no people here, there's no economy, there's no food, right? So somebody would be hungry here, and maybe that didn't strike you as odd before. But now you realize that the part of his face is just fat, almost like there's some growth of flesh of his face just hanging there. Can I get a knowledge, arcana, or religion, whichever would be the more appropriate check? Uh, why don't you roll, and whatever one is... Most appropriate, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's they're both the same. Perfect. And it's a twelve. Okay. Do I is this a ghoul, a creature? A ghoul is a good guess. It certainly seems that way, right? With the way it's hunched over and the skulking way. It, it seems to try to stay out of the light somewhat. So that's not a bad guess, but there's something about it that you feel like if it was if it was something that was undead, that would shout out to you, especially with your connection to the divine and your intense study of those subjects. You don't think that it's undead. Now, ghouls move like people, but this is moving almost exactly like a person. Ghouls even still, they don't feel like we feel. So there's eccentricities that you would notice. You're not noticing this person. Hmm. Well, I just kind of just keep my my eyes peeled. I alert Tor to the direction of our new friend. Mm-hmm. And I just keep at it. Why don't we give Tor another more specific role for uh, trying to spot this person? Advantage. Wow. Tor is just... He is busy somewhere else. Um, eight. a lot of things to do. <laughs> and even though Tor is not necessarily uh, finding anything brand new around you guys, he does notice that because he had noticed the first one, that's not the first one that you saw. It's a different one. Yeah, I, I I laugh at a joke that, that no one else quite knows, except for me, and I just say, oh, great. <laughs> and I... What ritual are you casting? Because I am, you finish it. I finish, and I'm detecting goddamn magic. Ooh. <laughs> well, as you begin to detect magic, you feel a wave of nausea overcoming you. Uh... Immediately. The, the ominous feeling that oh, you felt is, has just swelled through you. Um, and it seems like it's about to try and force its way right out of your throat. But you hold yourself back. You don't vomit, but you feel disturbed by the sensation that you felt. Usually you, you know, with your, your dedication to mystery, your intense connection with magic, you have a degree of separation from your detect magic. You're very good at detecting magic. Mm-hmm. And usually, even when you feel some bad juju, you don't, you're don't. not affected by it. There is something on another level, and it suffuses everything around you. Oh. Oh. When you bring that detection towards the creature itself, um, it's too far away. I know the spell only has a range. It, right. Even still, the radiation of this strange feeling seems to be it's distinctly coming from the creature. And then as you scan, you feel it another time, and another time, and another time, and another time, and another time. <laughs> At least seven different instances of this incredibly intense feeling, even from that far away. I sort of relay the message to Tor. I'm just like, well, buddy, it's been a good run. <laughs> <laughs> Tor uh, promises that he will kill I'm like, a rat. How much? I'm like, Tor, <laughs> remind me. 
How much weight can you carry? <laughs> the tour alerts you that if you are a very large rat or rodent, he might be able to carry you away. Oh, I knew I should have cast Polymorph. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bird is Tor? He's an owl. Oh, okay, yeah. He yeah. can pick up like, almost like a, a, a half-grown fox. Yeah. He's a celestial owl at that. Wow. Um, Does he have mean? a strength bonus to his strength score? Uh, no, he's a minus four strength. <laughs> <laughs> um, Safe to say he's not going to be your ticket out of here. Yeah, he's wise as shit though, and very agile. <laughs> so he's he has enough wisdom to know we're fucked. Yes, but but he can't do anything about it. But he can't he can't really devise a plan with me and how to figure <laughs> out how to get out of it. Um, great. Well, it's a good thing I have my lightsaber with me because I'm gonna need it. <laughs> you have a lightsaber. My quarter staff. It's, it's this new thing I've been doing with uh, with incarnations of Alibris. Um, I think based off a joke that you said in a game, and I was like, this makes so such good sense. The green flame blade, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be on a blade, right? So my quarterstaff ignites in green fire when That's I want it to. So cool. I essentially have a lightsaber. That's really cool. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I kind of definitely grip my staff even tighter. I'm just like, welp. Welp, 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 welp. First, let me throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel slightly better. Okay, wipe my mouth. This is good. This is good. Well, first, you've done a good job. Yeah, you okay, did good. I look at. I'm, I'm. I am now strategizing. I am looking at the buildings, and I am trying to find one that, despite its decrepit state, looks like it has a clear, um, single entrance. And if possible, I mean, you said these are stone. These are stone. Great. Um. If, if I can find something that is single entrance and even possibly has, like, a higher level of, like, a two-floor something with a single entrance, even if it has, like, a, you know, a piece of the roofing blast out or something, mm-hmm. something that looks like it can sort of, like, I can direct the flow of things that may or may not come at me. Okay. Um, I will make, make a intelligence. Or, yeah, intelligence is good, too. Or investigation. Or, investigation is fine. Um, it's all, all kind of the same. Um for my intelligence is 20. Okay. And the investigation on the same roll will be 18. So I'm investigating and kind of using my strategic mind to sort of develop what the best vantage point would be for me. Okay. So you look around very quickly and you beat in on a certain building. Uh, you're not sure that it doesn't have a back entrance. It's hard to tell from the angle that you're at. But you can see a single front entrance and no windows. Mm-hmm. And you also notice that, unlike the other buildings, it seems a little taller, and you postulate that it's because it has um, the sort of a, a, a... You can go up to the roof. It's meant to be on the roof, and the roof has like a... I want to call it like a, a wall. But essentially, it's a... It's a it is. It's just like a half tall wall mm-hmm. about the size of like it would go up to your waist and you could look over it so maybe it was used as an air, a open air garden on the top of it or something like that mm-hmm. and it had these walls that contain it so that looks like the closest thing to what you are looking for I sort of just casually <laughs> keeping it cool keeping it cool <laughs> just sort of whistling like <laughs> it's a regular day I'm one of you guys just and then just through. sort of let Tor know I, I kind of have Tor sort of look through the opening as he circles around, just get a quick perception check if he notices anything inside. Um, nice, about time, 20. Yeah, uh, he swoops a little lower, circles around it, and by his determination, it looks like it's safe. Okay, well, I will staff um, in front of me as I'm walking, like an old man sort mm-hmm. of walking stick, mm-hmm. though I am not old by any stretch of the means. Um, 
just sort of have it out. And as I enter, I enter kind of staff pointed first. Okay. Um, well, the door, there is no door per se, it's just a, the open frame. The right. door must have rotted away a long time ago. Um, and, and as you walk in, the, the shadows inside seem just a little darker than the shadows that you remember from back home. Everything seems a little bit more sharp. Is there a hearth on, the, on this floor? In the middle of the room, there is what looks like a pit that might have once been used for burning the fire. And you also notice that there is a hole in the roof from which the smoke and heat can escape. Is there any wood left in it? or? Any? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, damn. Um, well, what do I got on me? What do I have on me? Not the staff. <laughs> Definitely not the staff. Well, this is and not my spell book, so really not much. This is good. Um, you know, prestidigitation can start a fire, but I need something to start that to fire that on. Fire. Yeah. Uh, well, um, the best you can do is go outside and get some grass. Um, nope. I'm just gonna give it the. I will though with prestidigitation. I'm just gonna send little sparks of light in different areas just to sort of clear up some of the shadows yeah. as I can get a better look at the land as I sort of look. Okay. Well, you dispel the shadows here, dispel the shadows there. You realize that on the far side of the room there is an inside, stairway inside that would lead up to the rooftop that you were you were uh, guessing existed. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be confirmed. Uh, however, there's nothing in the building per se. Okay. I might as well use the shadows to my advantage. Okay. And I get a... 13. I'm just going to stealthily try to stick to the walls, sort of, and just very carefully, keeping my senses aware, mm-hmm. make my way up the steps. So, you begin to go up the steps, but you don't make it to the top before you hear the, the sounds of something coming very close to the front entrance to this building. So, I I'm guess like, tor, 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 get a look, get a look, get a look. Tor. Zooms in to get a closer look. Um, why don't you give him another roll? Uh, thirteen. Okay, it's one of the creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, the creature that you had seen previously—the one with the spindly arms um, and yet the perhaps the growth or something on its face. Uh, mm-hmm. Not uh, exactly uh, a human, and therefore not totally versed in what he's seeing. Torch still describes to you what you had seen before, that like, there's something wrong with his face, um, but he's otherwise pretty skinny, and he's crawling towards the front door. It seems to be nervously crawling towards the front door, kind of skittish. Sorry. So slowly. Slowly. So he's not, like, running he's, at No, him. no, 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 no. It, it, Tor gives you the impression that he uses animal metaphors here, mm-hmm. almost like a wolf, a lone wolf, that's sort of, like, sniffing around and get the, get the read on things. Interesting. Okay. I kind of, like, let him to keep circling... Keep circling, just keep an eye out of what's that me. Now, my question for you is, are you going to maybe stick to the shadows at this point, or try and bolt up to the roof? I'm, if it's entrance? moving slowly, I'm still nice and gentle. You're nice and shadowy. Moving up, but still to the shadows, like, sort of very quietly. Did you make a stealth check yet? I did. What did you get? I don't remember. Okay, let's make another <laughs> one. <laughs> Twenty-one. Wow. <laughs> I had you roll again. Um, so you are just about the top. Your head is about to pass the roof that you would, so you would be up on top of it. Um, when you see one hand just sort of drop 
in uh, in the doorway, and another hand follows it as the creature draws itself inside the building. Do you stay to take a look, or do you continue to move up? You are well aware that you're quite well hidden. I will take just a moment to get a better look. But if it starts, like, moving towards the staircase, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue my way up. Okay. Well, it very slowly inches its way in until you see its face. Mm-hmm. And it seems that Tor's description was pretty accurate. There is some sort of tumorous growth hanging off of most of the right side of its face. Mm-hmm. Just, it almost looks like a, a globule of fat covered in skin. It jiggles disgustingly as you see it. Uh, natural 20, mm-hmm. so 20... Five Arcana or Religion. Now that I have a better look, or or flat twenty for Medicine, even. Yeah. Um. Whatever the check will be, I'm I'm scouring my brain here. Is this a creature? Something I know of or have heard of, or is this like just something that something is wrong with? Like I really just don't have a beat on what this thing is. Well, you you realize that this creature is. Certainly humanoid, right? Um, yet, when as you continue to see it, it, it has the most emaciated body compared to with this just sticks out like a sore thumb growth on its face. But yet, it is a it is a human in all in many ways. It looks just like a human. So, medicine, hair, eyes, nose, lips. Medicine check. There's just something wrong with it. You, your best guess would be that this is a very very sick person until you realize that there's a strange something around its body. Almost, you would call it maybe like an aura, but you're not, your detect magic spell has elapsed at this point. So you don't know why you're seeing, but it looks like it has a a purplish, almost like a a fine vapor that that comes off of its skin, almost in every direction. And very soon after dissipates completely, like like any smoke would, um, or vapor would. And yet it, it traces a, a figure around it of this purplish tinge. And then you think there's something more to this than just some sort of sick person. It's got the ick. It's got the ick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I will definitely continue moving up. Well, as you move up, you see that the creature just continues to come inside and it looks left and right. One of its eyes looks like an, maybe something has like attacked it, and it's been it's been injured. And one of its eyes is like milky white, and the other one is just bouncing around feverishly. I'm gonna name you Moody, <laughs> <laughs> and you get off to the the roof and you can see it no more. Uh, on the roof, it, it seems like there are the remains of a pots that may have once contained plants. So your your guess was good. This was probably a rooftop garden at some point, but the the vegetation has long been long since gone, um, and only things made of clay and stone remain up here, and most of them are shattered. Well, um, I don't know if I want to get close to this thing. Not really. Well, I will do my best to based on what I see here find the most advantageous hiding place mm-hmm. where I can kind of stand at the ready and that is furthest from the doorway that it will be coming through should it come up here. Okay. Um, and I will wave my hands across and get ready to cast a fireball. I'm just gonna just pause like the last syllable right. of the spell 
getting ready to just throw a firebolt if, if need be. So you slowly go and then crouch down so that you're underneath the half-high wall that surrounds this roof so that no one can see you perhaps from the ground, and you ready your spell. It takes probably about a minute, maybe a two Which, minutes. By the way, what you should know, um, I did, as a human, I took the ultimate variant trait, so I had a feat my first mm-hmm. level. The feat I took was Warcaster, okay. so I can perform somatic uh, components even while wielding my staff with two hands. Cool. So my And my staff is my arcane focus, so I literally you're, you're... still have staff in hands, but cool. I'm ready to throw that fire. Okay. So you're, you're all prepared and ready. Takes, like I said, about a minute, a minute and a half before you once again see the hand just slowly grip onto the last stair that would be bringing it up to the roof where you are, and then the other hand slowly descend upon the rooftop itself, and the creature just lifts its deformed head up and looks at the wall beside it. You're over here, and then slowly its head turns, and its one feverish eye bounces around to the locks onto you. And it sees you, and it freezes. It does absolutely nothing. I stand, because if I see that it sees me, there's no point in hiding. I stand, and I say, Well met, creature. Do you speak? In my brain, I'm like, Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> it makes a sound. That it, certainly it's not words. The sound it makes is like a, a choking, clicking, sort of wheezing hiss. I check in with Tor. Are more of the things coming after it makes this noise? The noise is not particularly loud. Oh, okay. It seems almost like... Um, it is responding to my words in some way? Yes! Maybe. Okay. Now, you, you don't see the like look of recognition. You right. know, you're not thinking, like, this guy understands what I'm saying. Right, no, but like, it is... But it's communicating at a volume that can only be to you. Okay. Um, and, and and I'm not going to do the sound justice if I even try it. It's inhuman. Mm-hmm. And... and not pleasant. I shudder slightly. Um, but its mouth... Have you ever seen a cat chirp? Mm-hmm. Right? And they, they make that little chirping and their mouth, their their lower jaw kind of shakes a little bit. Well, yeah. That's the way its mouth moves when it makes this sound. Intelligence check of 13. Mm-hmm. I try to fight through the shudders a little bit and just sort of wrap my brain. Does it at least sound... Um, I don't think syllabic is the right word, but does it sound... Does it have the organization of it, language? So. Yes. It is, mm-hmm. it, is it language, or does it, is it just... It has like it doesn't seem like it has a purpose. Like, it is just a guttural... This seems to you to be more like an animal communication. Animal... animal yeah, this is not... You. I mean, if it's a language, it's so alien and foreign that you could probably never understand it without maybe years of study, maybe you could. But you don't think it's a language? Um, there's too much going on, and too much of it seemed almost involuntary. And I slowly, keep my staff still at the ready, just shrug my pack off slightly to my shoulder, reach in, mm-hmm. and grab just a small piece of ration. Okay. All right. Come in. It follows your hand as it moves with this one deeply purple eye. I say, I come in peace. Hopefully, believe as such. And I toss the ration. Not at it, but near it. Much like an animal might, it immediately flinches at your your even slow and slow gesture as you toss it. But it 
it wasn't fast, and you were pretty gentle about it, so it doesn't flee. And it then looks from you, which it doesn't seem to want to take its eyes off of you, but it quickly looks down at the thing, and it looks back up at you to make sure nothing's happened, and it looks down, and looks up at you, and looks down, and looks up at you for a little bit. I sort of nod, and I go, it's okay. It raises one of its spindly arms, and it shoots the arm out. When the arm extends, it extends perhaps two and a half lengths of a regular arm. Oh. And it, it reaches out and immediately pulls the thing back to it. It it looks at it and its other arm. And and you see that the guy something strange about his hands now that you're looking at them. It's almost like it has rather than on one arm, it has it's very long. And you realize that it was coiled together almost like a grasshopper's leg. Right. Um, but the other hand, it from the elbow bisects into two three-fingered, deformed hands. Jesus. And and these fingers manipulate the food uh, almost in a way that looks like this is how it's, like, analyzing the thing. And it looks at you, and it doesn't really... It, it stops looking at the thing, and it just begins to play with the ration with its fingers. Um, and then, with a single gesture, it throws it up in the air and just grabs it and swallows the rations. Uh, it then takes another step up. Uh, and looks at you and makes another sound. Um, another strange, not very pleasant sound. I Once say, again, quiet. I say, um, very calmly, I say, are you a native of this place? Uh, before I even say that, I, I think I kind of correct myself and I say, my apologies. I say, do you understand my speaking? If you do, just simply um, nod your head. Well, it doesn't nod its head. What it does do is it takes the its right arm, the one that's bisected into two smaller deformed arms, and just claws at, at the, the ground, at the, the rooftop beneath it, and makes another noise. Here, you are you are from here, maybe, or you want more food. Um, were you human at one point? It doesn't respond. Um, it's a poor thing. I almost feel really bad for it. I say, would you like more? And I point to my bag. More. Once again, it paws its deformed hands at the ground. So that means yes. Take another small piece of ration, and I, I kind of toss it once again, nice and gently, and not at it. Mm-hmm. But at the yep, it there. lands a little bit. It takes a little bit, it's a little bit faster this time to realize what's going on. It shoots its one long arm out and grabs the ration, puts it in front of it again. Again, it spins it between its fingers. It's very dexterous, this creature, despite being very deformed. Um, and then throws it in the air and snaps it and eats it. Um, now it begins to paw feverishly at the ground. Piece. How many rations do you have? You, this I mean, is all this, one piece this of all one ration. Like I understand that. pieces of a single day's But rations. it is important for me to know what how many rations you have. Um, I have a ten days worth of rations. Okay, great. So after this, you'll have nine. But you're even still, you haven't really given it the bulk of it. Right. So once again, it, it, faster this time. It is. Now its 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 hands look like they're slapping the ground almost as much as it's pawing at it. 
Um, and it, you're seeing that it, it's it's its whole body is beginning to sort of like look. It looks more. I don't want to say agitated because you can't tell what its mood is, but it's definitely more animated. The more this food that you're giving it, the more animated it seems to become. Huh. I say, um, you, so you want more. You like that. When you're talking to this, um, Tor alerts you that others are approaching. I say, would your friends like some? It doesn't seem to understand your question, or if it does, it's, it just continues. I, I take... I take the whole ration work. Mm-hmm. I say, Tor, buddy, I'm about to do something crazy. Are you ready? <laughs> Tor is ready. Okay. I take a piece of the ration, not the full thing, uh-huh. and from the opening, I just drop it down onto the, onto the, like, just give it a good toss um, back like towards the out. out right, where, where do you think they might be coming from? Right. Um, you do so, and the creature in front of you cries out, now loudly, loudly enough for things to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, there's no making heads or tails of what it's trying to convey, mm-hmm. but um, you think that it's upset. I'd give it another piece, too. And, and indeed, it seems to kind of like lurch its face forward towards you, and then it sees that you throw another one, and it kind of scales back for a second. It does its usual little ritual. It plays with it in its hands for a few seconds, throws it up in the air and, and chows it down. And as soon as it does, and then you, the Tor alerts you that some of the other creatures, of which he counts three, have descended upon your morsel that you threw down to them, and they're all fidgeting with it. Uh, but they don't, he, now that he can see them out in the open, they all don't look identical. They don't all have like the growth and the skinny mm-hmm. hands. One of them is titanically fat. Um, <laughs> But fat in the way that, like, the growth on the face of the one that you're encountering was fat. So that, that is to say, like, uh, inconsistently fat. Certain places are engorged, and other places are thin. And once again, this looks more like a, some sort of disease or mutation or something strange than that it's just, like, a, 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 a well-fed person. Um, and the other ones are equally strange. Some of them have, like, uh, one of them has a especially long legs. Um, and it's, when it stands up, it must be like probably like seven feet tall, but it has the regular sized torso and arms of a regular person, freakishly long legs. Um, one of them seems to have perhaps like a, some sort of maybe an arm appendage growing out with a crook between its neck and its shoulder. They're all different and strange. But they all have some things in common. Their eyes are purple, mm-hmm. and around them is that strange purplish aura that vapor that seems to be spewing from their skin all the time. Okay. Okay. Um, I say, this is all I have left. I say, I'm going to go throw it down there. You'll have to share with your friends. They deserve some, too. It looks at you in with no real... Under, it doesn't seem that there's any recognition going on. I sort of stand out of the way of where I'm about to toss it. Mm-hmm. I sort of like begin to do this with yeah. It's it's following. Yeah, it follows the it follows the ration. I, I give it a clear path. Okay. And I toss. I go for you, and I toss it towards the rest of the rest of the friends. At first, it looks that way, and then it looks on the ground in between the two of you, as though maybe somehow you throwing it that way was going to get it where it's expecting it to go. The same place you've thrown it for the last few times. And it seems to be 
doesn't seem to dawn on it what's happened. Mm-hmm. And it continues to bang, and it looks even more agitated and upset. And once again, now, it begins to skulk towards you. If it begins to skulk towards me, not necessarily threateningly, but my staff ignites in green fire. And I sort of go, whoa, 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 careful, careful, fire. As soon as you uh, ignite your staff, uh, the creature recoils. Um, it sees it and it throws its hands up, almost like you've slapped it or beaten it with like a cudgel or something. Oh, it's a good thing to know. Good and thing it to know. rolls back <laughs> like a strange sort of like haphazard somersault, lands back on all fours and just blasts, blasts down at the staircase. You don't see it anymore. Oh, sure. I saved a whole day's worth of rations. <laughs> I kind of keep the staff ignited, and I walk down the stairs carefully. You you look, and you see it's not in the room beneath you, mm-hmm. um, but you can see out the front open um, door frame that the others are gathered. Mm-hmm. Um and yours um, goes up to the one that's very um, big, the bigger one. And you see that one of her arms snaps out and then tries to pull it. It looks like it's trying to pull it. It looks like it's trying to pull it back inside the house. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity. How far are they from the entrance? Uh, they're probably about 20 feet away from the entrance. And there's no windows in here? Mm-hmm. Okay. I am going to... Man, I'm going to have to be quick... How high is the top roof of this place? It's probably 20 to 25 feet off from the ground. That's the roof? That's the roof. And the second floor is in between that, like 10 feet? Sorry, so, say again? So, so, like, the second floor, like, like so, like, the first floor would be here to there, the second floor would be about at what height? 15 feet, maybe? And then the roof of the building is at... Oh, so there, there is no roof to the building. Sorry, uh, let me oh, explain it again. Still... You, there's, it's really, it's, it's a single level that you can go to the roof of that single level, and that's the open-air garden. Oh, so the roof is the garden. So yes. what's the distance to that roof? 20 feet? Right, so it, it goes about 25 feet off the ground at, at the top of the roof. If you're standing on the roof, your feet are about 25 feet off the ground. Huh. Okay, we're going to try way one. Mm-hmm. Way one is a riskier, but luck favors the bold. Right, Mistra? And you too, Tamora. <laughs> <laughs> and I attempt to very quickly, um, as it is preoccupied trying to get the bigger one, I'm going to try and bolt out of the place mm-hmm. and to the back of it where I'm out of sight. And I'm just going to book into whatever the closest wooded area is from there. Hmm. There's not much by way of wooded areas around you, but you're looking to conceal yourself somewhere. Where just to hide. You, where, how were they concealing themselves when they were They seemed to be just hiding, like, going on the other sides of buildings. So okay. if you were in the center of town, they were probably on the opposite side of buildings peeking around the side of buildings. Do I... Did I see... I ask, like, did I see any... Any... There's no wooded area. It's all plains. Um, right now, you see... Plains, almost as far as the eye can see, Jesus. except for where there are the rivers. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Um, and is the river in the direction if I go back behind this building? Is that toward the river? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Fuck yeah, okay. I'm going to, yeah, very quickly try to do do that such a thing. I'm just going to just make a dexterity craziness. I, mm. I botched. <laughs> I, 
I botched. So you run out the front door. And trip. <laughs> you don't quite trip, but you stumble for sure. Yeah. Um, and as you're stumbling, uh, the creatures all just look up at you. They, they go alert and spin their head towards you. Uh, and you turn to look at them for a second to see what's going on, and they're looking at you, and you're looking at them, and it all just breaks out at once. And I'm going to have you roll it. I say, uh, well, this is why I was not a rogue. <laughs> uh, eight. Okay. They are going to go first. Or eight. Very quick description. Mm-hmm. We have uh, your new friend with the strange arms and the growth in his face. We have the one that is very, very big, the one that has m- many growths um, hanging off its body. We have the one with the very long legs and otherwise mostly regular body. And then one that has an oversized head but no arms. They end in like, they go about halfway down to the elbow and then end in what look like nubs. There's no real uh, joints or anything. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm gathering the leader is the big one. It seems to be that at least he he has the most physically intimidating stature by far. That's what I gotta take down. So, uh, they match. First, the one that has no arms turns towards you and its mouth opens wide and spits something at you. Jesus. Uh, and that is going to be... What's your AC? Uh, 15. 15. So, it spits something at you. Um, a globule of, like, some kind of acidic substance which flies by you. It doesn't even splash against your armor. But as soon as you see what it hits, which is the ground some distance away, you see the sizzle and the smoke of an acidic kind of chemical reaction. Mm, great. The one that is very tall, the long-legged one, stands up to its full height, towering above you, and sends a kick flying for you. Oh, Jesus. Mm. This one looks like it's going to be a hit. You take five points of damage as it bludgeons you with its shin. Oh, that didn't feel good. The the huge the huge huge one lumbers towards you and tries to slam you with an oversized arm. It is not successful. You you don't really dodge out of the way. Your reflexes aren't good enough for this one, but it just slams, and your magical uh, armor dents. Or, sorry, not dents, but uh, sparks. Sparks it. It it reacts and lessens the momentum to the point where it's barely tapping you with that really big arm. I looked down at the armor. Where were you on the last one? <laughs> <laughs> the one that you had been feeding earlier seems to hang back and watch what's going on. It does not make any sort of attack action. Now it is your turn. I, I said to the other one, I'm like, you should tell them to stop. If it understands you, it does not make any gesture towards. Okay, well, three hit me. Three's what's gonna get what's coming. I swing my staff around in the air, twirl it around, 
and fire ignites from the end of it in three distinct spears as Scorching Ray goes for the three that hit. Okay, you got it. So, let's talk damage. Well, let's talk hitting. Range spell attack for the Ray. Okay. First one is a 21 hit. Absolutely. Second one, a 16. Uh, yes, that's a hit. And third one, also a 16. Hit. Nice. So they take... Oh, yeah. Do it again. I'm going to do it in my tray. It's a same roll. <laughs> uh, eight fire damage. Each one of them take eight fire damage? Well, do I have to roll each ray separately? I'm not sure. Does it say so? It says make a range spell uh, attack for... E- oh, yeah, for each ray. So I guess each one is separate damage. So which one would you... You said that was eight. Which one would you like this? Just... Uh, the big one, the tall one, or the armless one? The one that hit me is going to take the eight. Okay. That's your tall guy. Okay, let's, uh, let's, I, I guess you should finish simultaneously. Yeah, go ahead, finish rolling. Oh, the one that spit acid takes 11 damage. Woo! Almost max. And the last one takes another 8. Wow. So yeah, I just burst the red, and I say, back! You send the spell flying, those beams connect with each of them solidly, and you smite all three of them at once. Holy and they shit. they just they thrive and scream and once again that just, that unnerving unsettling mixture of a cry a whine and a growl and they they burn and their skin sears off the you can smell the burning fat coming off of them and oh. they hit the ground uh, and they do not move the one that remains the one that had seen you before you can see that, like, there are, are small patches of, like, overgrown hair, and they, they stand up as though it's a beard, and it cowers and hides its face. It looks like it's preparing to die. I twirl my staff, and I sort of, like, put it to rest. The creature just... It slowly peeks out from underneath the cover of its mutated arms. Mm-hmm. It sees you standing there, it sees the burning bodies of its fellows, I wouldn't call them friends. Smoldering on the ground next to it. It looks to you. And it looks down at them. It makes a sickening sound and it vomits uh, on the ground. It's a disgusting mix of purplish water and bile. It seems to be sickened by what it's seeing, or perhaps this is some sort of defense mechanism. You don't know, but it just—it's just thrown up on itself in the ground. Well, I say, it well, sh- it sits there shuddering. I say, well, yeah, you get used to that sort of thing. It shouldn't have attacked me. You had the right idea. It coughs a little bit, and spits more of a of of this. Kind of just bile. look at the gross bile. Is it moving at all? No, it's just kind of pooling on the ground beneath it. Um, uh, but it continues to kind of like lurch, almost like it's still going to throw up more. Hmm. I say, well then, it's been fun, <laughs> but <laughs> um, it, it lurches forward again before you can say the next thing, yeah. and and you see a swell. Come from its torso, through its throat. Its throat seems to distend, almost like it grows to the whole size of its head. Its jaw, you hear the strained I bony crack. I jump inside, like, just sort of like, as a, like, in case it's, in case that's coming my way. It doesn't seem like it's throwing up anything. It, it just vomits some huge writhing of mass of something 
on the ground. Nope, firebolt. <laughs> firebolt at the creature? At, at the, the mass. Okay. I'll leave out of that. You see, just as the fire is streaking towards it, um, and let's let's have you do an attack roll first. See what you hit. Uh, 15. Yeah, no problem. So, just before it engulfs in flames, you see that it looks like perhaps what is like a soccer ball-sized bundle of scaleless snakes. They have like these these eyes, and they have what looks like mouths, but they all seem tangled together and they're right. How much damage do you feel? Max 10. Wow. And yeah. if any of it is flammable, it just ignites. And so it does. It, it burns. And it seems that the liquid that it, this coating that's surrounded this vial mm-hmm. is somehow flammable because it burns and burns and burns. And this, the creature, bolts. Um, this is the the creature with the deformed arms. Um, it tries to run. God, I hate myself sometimes. This is a bad idea, Tor. I just let it run. Mm. Well, then after a while, the the writhing mass stops writhing. You think that the components of it are dead, um, and. You are standing alone with the burnt corpses of your... Yeah, I'd get the fuck out of this village. I do not want to be here when it brings back friends. North, south, east, or west. (laughs) What direction did it run? Uh, It ran to the north. The opposite. (laughs) Okay. So you're going to go a little south. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will... uh... Damn, is it intelligent enough to follow my trailblazers? Shit. I say, well, Tor, I hope you're getting a lay of the land, because this is where the markings stop. At least I know where I've been slightly. You know what? I'm not going to make a continuous trailblaze anymore. I'm going to make a more um, discreet trailblazes on certain trees in certain patterns every so often, not just a like, literal straight line. Yeah, not location. like a, yeah. Okay. Um, just so I'm at least still taking stock of my surroundings, but and so I at least know where I've been. Okay. But I will definitely just continue on south. Okay. You walk for what you would assume would be like about another mile. Totally unmolested as you continue southwards. Um, I'm going to have you continue south. As you go uh, a little bit more south, and at this point you've switched. So you you were first following the stream that went east, and then that's how you hit this village. Once you went due south, you realize that you left that stream and you meet again with the, the other fork the, of the river. Yes, the other fork. Uh, you follow that for a little while until you see that uh, you're in. Does the water seem safe? No, they, I mean. Not the drink, just safe. Well, uh, yeah. Can I see to the bottom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it has I, the slightest, slightest purplish tinge to it, really. But you can see to the bottom. You even see that there are can there's I, life in there. Can there I have a medicine check of yeah. eighteen? Mm-hmm. Do I think it is safe to touch? Well, you don't seem to have experienced any ill effects from being close to these creatures. One of them struck you, and it didn't seem that anything bad happened. But that's the only evidence that you have to go off of that this water may be safe to touch. Your hunch would be. Yes, but then maybe your common sense is saying no. All right, well, 
I guess I'll just follow the river because I was going to go in the river and mm-hmm. walk, so my tracks would right, no longer be there. The but I don't know if I want to take the chance at that. Purple it's it's definitely a risk. You know that. You know that there's there's something's gone wrong here, and you think it might be the water? Maybe. I look up at Tor and I go, <laughs> "Drink some of this water, bird." I say, <laughs> I say, Tor, this is not smart. I just don't walk in the river and. <laughs> It was like my standard... <laughs> Tor, I'm going to do something stupid. Yep. For a very intelligent man, I tend to do very stupid things often. And I tend to tell my bird when I'm going to do something stupid. But see, you're smart enough to know that they're stupid. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> I know what I'm doing is stupid. It doesn't make it any better. It makes it worse. Cool. Uh, but it makes it more fun, I'll tell you that. So, you don't go in the water. Instead, you follow it. Now, you realize that the train is going from kind of just a grassy plain to a more rocky plain. You see that there are, like, perhaps boulders that have been buried under the years of dirt and, and or worn down by the rain. Nonetheless, it gets rocky. Um, and you see, after a while of traveling, that there are... That there one particularly large rock that actually seems to have, like, a hole in it, and you realize that it might actually be a cave. Hmm. Um, nonetheless, you can also continue southwards... You can try and jump across the river and go on the other side, where you still see on that side. Now that you've hit this river and you've gone a little farther south, you're in view of the forest to the west again. But once again, you have to cross over this river, which the river is probably about 15 feet wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the other side, you see a forest of trees that don't look what you would call healthy. Nonetheless. Well, Tor, I leave the decision to you, my wise friend. Creepy tree forest or cave of doom? Well, Tor's instinct is more towards the forest because he's a bird, mm-hmm. and caves aren't his thing. Mm, I agree. Mm. How about that? Okay. Well, uh, that would require crossing the river. And for this, Tor, oh, his infinite wisdom any... says maybe you should go in the cave. I say, I, I, I look, are there any are there any rocks, anything spurting out from the river that I can jump to to not touch the water, or is it like... I'm like, there's no way I'm getting across this river without going in. Well, you remember uh, at perhaps a, about ten minutes before you get to this point where you saw the cave off to the side, that there was like maybe one or two rocks, and if you were very good and very talented in your, your skillful jumping, if you were very dexterous, you might be able to cross it without touching, but it would take some pretty impressive jumps on your part, and I don't know how athletic you are. I say to Tor, I say, Tor, I'm just probably not smart. <laughs> I say, but I'm going to have to expend more magical energy. God. All right. I don't, I'm not going to chance it. I just crouch down, wave my staff around in a, in a very aerial type motion, and point to a spot on the other side of the river, and I dissipate into a misty cloud, and I reappear on the other side using Misty Step, which is a 30-foot range. It, it easily cast spell, and it does exactly what you want it to do. You are now standing on the other side of the river. Well, there goes my level two spells of the day. Alright, well, probably for the best. You now see that perhaps with a 10 to 15 minute walk, you will be at the edge of the forest. I say, well, Tor, you got your wish, so keep an eye out, buddy. Tor does so, continuing to fly above you and scouting out ahead as you continue west and head towards the forest. He doesn't see anything as you go and you approach the, the forest edge. And as you get near the trees, you see that they all look like they're in a state of of dying or death. And as you get closer, you see that there is some kind of rock that has taken a hold in it. There are parts where if you were to touch it, you think it would be maybe like gooey or sticky. Um, 
think think uh, Stranger Things, right? When they go to the upside down, they touch it and it's like goo. Right. Well, parts of the tree have it seems rotten to an almost liquid state. I say to Tony, you know, I've always wanted to visit the Mirkwood. <laughs> well, it seems like you found it uh, because there is something murky about this wood. Yeah. Uh, and the trees seem to be almost uniformly leafless. Um, even the evergreens that you're seeing are needleless. Um, are are not in fact evergreen. No, they are not. They are ever brown at this point. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's a an unnerving, creepy forest. I everything around here. I look at the nearest tree that's got goop, mm-hmm. and I say under my breath, "Only you can prevent forest fires." <laughs> <laughs> you set it on fire, <laughs> and I just I don't set it on fire, but I use prestidigitation just to light my fingertips on fire. I just sort of hold the flame to the goo. What mm. happens? Mm. It's almost like, visually, it would be like if you took a blow dryer and put it on the surface of water. The water ripples away from the fire as though trying to avoid it. Okay, so my theory, Tor, I have good news. I've postulated my first theory since we've come here. Mm. Not that it matters to you, but I really have nobody else to speak to, (laughs) my good friends, so you get the brunt of my conversation. But it seems that our new friends... And all things in this place do not like fire. Which is good, because I very much like fire. <laughs> in that right, Tor? Tor squawks in approval. Uh, Tor also likes fire, sort of. Like, well, you like the heat of it, I know. Mm. Well, that's good. So, I'm gonna just, uh, I say, Tor, this is not smart. <laughs> <laughs> and I am going to, no, you know what, I'm going to be smart this time. Smarter. I may do something stupid soon. You just keep the lookout, buddy. I will enter the forest. I'll I'll snuff my fingers, and okay. I will uh, I will carefully walk my path in the forest. Um, kind of just taking perception, not only around me, but what I'm stepping on. Okay. Uh, a perception of eleven. Eleven. Okay. Just walking, kind of carefully, and a stealth. Uh, I'm not stealthy. I'm not being stealthy. I'm walking brazenly loud through the crunching leaves. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't take long before your uh, loud antics catch something's attention. Tor does give you the heads up. Um, Tor says, I see something coming. Uh, and he points in the direction. It seems to be coming from the north of where you are. Great. Ignite my staff immediately. As soon as you ignite your staff... The light that sprays out from it in all directions illuminates a, a shadowy figure that seems to be just stomping, you know, like a, this heavy run towards you. It looks like it is beelining directly for you. This creature must be at least, like, seven feet tall again, but this is not like the creature you saw before with the long legs and the radio-sized body. Everything is big. Please hate fire. Please hate fire. Please hate fire. <laughs> well, you're in luck. Because as it gets close, you see that it has, well... It's, it has a semi-familiar shape to you. It is a tall creature, heavily muscled. Uh, its green skin is tinged with deep, gross purple veins mm. that pulse along its body. It has a long head with a big, ugly nose and two beady but intelligent eyes. Its arms end in long, vicious claws. And I will let you make a check to identify this creature. Uh... Ten? A ten? So is e- it something even common? Even with your 
middling roll. You know a troll when you see Oh, yay. Yay. I know you hate fire. <laughs> now you probably doubly hate fire. You back... You back to... Unfortunately, your learning of troll had, had, or your, your knowledge of trolls has taught you that even though they fear fire, they also hate everything. Yeah. And specifically anything that tries to use fire against it. Oh, yeah. It looks like the fire the fire reflects the fear and, and, and mixed with anger and aggression and rage. For you and it just continues to fireball. I just you. start throwing fireballs at it. I'm okay, not let's roll initiative here. Yep. While it's still in the distance. Oh yeah, nineteen. Okay. Well, that makes you go first. So cast your spell. My my staff comes back, shoots out, and uh, a bolt of fire comes from it. And that is a miss. A solid ten. Unfortunately, with that solid ten. No go. Flies over the creature's shoulder. Does it hit any of the wooded area behind it? It does. Yay. And you see that the wood very quickly bursts into flames. Um, <laughs> the creature at this point is probably still about 100 feet away from you. Okay. Um, I don't know what the range of... 120, so I'm good. Yeah. I, I, it, it, you, it was in range by the time you cast it. Of course. Um, yeah. Okay, um, and it spends its turn just um, running towards you through the forest. On my turn, in addition to that fireball, mm-hmm. I'm just going to sort of... Is it plowing down trees, or does it have to maneuver around? Them? It like, does have to maneuver around. I'm trees. just going to place a tree, in be- like a couple trees in between my path and its. I'm always going to be trying to just sort of like kind of cover behind the okay. tree when it gets close. But anyway, while it's still stomping, how much closer is it now? Um, it went from 100 feet to... 70. I fire a bolt again. Okay. Much better. 20 to hit. That's a hit. And that's 7 fire damage. Very good. Okay. Well, it uh, it takes the, the fire damage. It it's kind of recoils backwards for a moment, almost like you stop its momentum. It screams in fury and then continues to pound its way towards you. Um, but at least the damage is not healing. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it spends its turn running towards you. It doesn't. It, it while running towards you, it's not sprinting towards you. You know it can move faster than this. Nonetheless, it seems to be conserving its strength to just rend you by the time it gets to you. Oh man! I'm gonna. You know what? Every turn, and I'm also gonna. Yeah. I'm backing okay. Up cool. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so on my turn, I'm just gonna. In addition to doing that, I also kind of like run back my speed, which is uh, 30 feet. So I don't okay. know what its speed is, but every every turn, assume that. However closer it gets, just subtract 30 feet from it, because I'm going to just keep... Well, it only moves 30 feet. So as you're blasting it and it's running, there's no distance being gained. And it doesn't seem to be too upset about that. It just, it just continues to trudge towards you. I say, Tor, keep your eye on my back. Make sure it's not luring me into a trap. Okay. Give Tor a perception check. Uh, nice. Uh, 20. Nice. Okay. Um, Tor sort of goes into the the, uh, the forest itself instead of being like high, high above it. Right. And, and zooms behind you to make sure that the coast is clear, and it is not. Uh, you see, well, he sees that um, there is a another trio of, of what look like the, the strange human creatures that are... It, it, he, he sees that they're lying in ambush. Okay, so I'm, instead of going straight back 30 feet, 
I will go to the side 30 feet from mm-hmm. now on. So it's going to gain slight distance on me. Yeah, it's probably going to gain like yeah. five, 10 feet. I, I'm going uh, to, over the course of it, like probably it's going to gain 15 feet before you guys even out. And then you're, you're at a pace again, which brings it from... It brings it to like... Is it 70? So like... Yeah. 50, 50 feet? 55, 55 50 feet. So, around there. It doesn't gain much ground. Yep. Right? Um, and so, do I get my next? It, yes. Nice. Uh, 21. 21. Okay. Awesome. Roll your damage. Another four fire damage. Okay. So, at this point, you're starting to see that there are noticeable patches of burned skin on it, but the creature continues onward. I tell Tor to uh, realign himself and make sure that he... Is uh, Scott's my new path? Okay, he does so, and I'll, I'll keep the roll because he's uh, he's he's still doing the same thing. Right. He does not see anything in your way now. It seems to have avoided the trap. I'm going to yes. So, uh, just tell me when I get my next turn, and I will. The creature tries to circle around you, almost to it, it stops chasing you, so you gain a little bit of distance. I'm going right. to say that you gain the 15 feet back, so you're back to about 70 feet away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems to be trying to like hem you back towards where it was chasing you before. It's not that much faster than you, so it's pretty unsuccessful in doing so. Right. Nonetheless, this turn it does take a double move. Mm-hmm. Um, just so it, it hasn't gotten too much closer to you because it's still trying to keep a wide arc around you. Right. Nonetheless, um, it, it, you're now both kind of running side by side. It's a little funny. You're both running in the same direction, it's parallel, a parallel path to you. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Eighteen. 18 is a hit. 7 fire damage. Okay. Well, you're whittling away at it. These creatures are monstrously powerful. Um, and at this point, it, it it sides, maybe this isn't going to work. And it begins to come like just beeline for you. And you can tell now that it's moving to intercept you. Right. Uh, at this point, it moves uh, about 60 feet. So, so it gains 30. It gains 30, that's right. Okay. So at this point, it is about 40 feet away. Okay. Um, so you got another, probably another turn before, well, no, another two turns, right? Before, before, before it actually attack reach you. Yeah. Um, so it's 40 feet away from me now, mm-hmm. so I will obviously run 30 feet to put the distance back to 70 at the moment. Okay. And throw another fireball at it. I miss. Mm. Um, igniting something, probably. But. Right, you ignite another tree. Even if it hits the ground, the fire quickly spreads up a tree. Uh, and it's almost... Even if you still see in the distance the tree that you're burning, it looks now like there's two trees back there. You, you might I'm going to raise this whole I'm forest say, around. Into this forest today. I uh, don't care. So. Good. Ignite <laughs> everything in it. <laughs> I'll pick up the leftovers. <laughs> All right. So, um, so you move forward. So he moves. So he moves sixty. He moves so he's sixty. He's ten feet away from you at this point. You can see the 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 spill again, like before. Eyes are purple. Mm-hmm. He's got these purple veins pulsing around his body, and it has that strange purplish aura that's coming out from the skin. Uh, it uh, it cannot attack you, so it's your turn again. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. It is that. It is my turn. It is my turn. Um, so now that it's ten feet and it's nice and big, mm-hmm. I'm going to point this. I am straight up going to point point this fireball just right at its mouth. Okay. Uh, I will. 
I'll give you the option here. Um, if you'd like, because you're trying, you're really trying to hit its face. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assign kind of like a target number here. We'll just play around with this a little bit. Sure. And if you can beat a certain number mm-hmm. um, with your with your total roll, you'll have aimed it just right, and maybe something good will happen for you alongside the damage. Cool. Let me just think. Of it right now, what's your attack bonus? Is plus five. Plus five. Okay. So go for it. I am also going to invoke Mistra's holy name <laughs> and I'm going to channel Arcana. Okay. Divine Arcana. Mistra's magic flows through me mm-hmm. and I get a plus two bonus to my next attack roll. Well, very good. For a spell. Awesome. Go for it. So. Come on. No. Ha! Uh, that's a 19. Woo! Plus seven. 26. Okay. Great. <laughs> Easily beat that number that I had in my head when she was <laughs> you cast the, the, the fireball into its face, and you see that as the fire strikes it for three damage. Whatever. <laughs> it's not about how much; it's about where. Yeah. You hit it right between the eyes, and the fire explodes through its face. You see its eyeballs just melt as you hit its face. Its nose just burns down to a stub, and it roars. Fury, and you realize it can't see you anymore. It's essentially blinded by this well-placed attack. And I move 30 <laughs> <laughs> The creature thrashes at its face, clawing at its own face, as though maybe if it injures itself, it'll heal. But that doesn't work. Instead, it's just injuring itself further, and, it's, and just oh. clawing. It's in pure animal panic at this point. Uh, it does nothing but flail on its next turn, in pain and fury. Uh, and then... You're going to get another turn to do something. Uh, I'm definitely going to move put another 30 feet, so a total of uh, 70 again. You're back to 70. Okay. And to throw that fireball, just another one Okay. Just keep up the volley. Uh, that is a 20. A 20? Yeah, not, okay. not natural. But that's still a hit. Uh, nine. Ooh. All right. Well... The good news is, it's still blind. The bad news is, it's not dead. Yeah. It's really not dead. Uh, the creature kind of calms down slightly. It's still very upset. And then it tries to... Here you go. tries to listen for you. So I'm going to get you over a second. It... It turns towards you. And you're like, oh, this guy. He's got me. Uh, and then it falls off to the left and just runs oh, into the it? forest. Yeah. Oh, shit. And you realize it hurt Tor. And it's just running in Tor's direction. Oh, I just tell Tor but to But Tor just can easily yeah. avoid it. The creature is just hearing any old sound. So right. it hears the flapping of wings, maybe the rustling of it brushing past the branch, and it just runs off in the direction. You can t- safely say that you are about probably like 85 feet away from it now as it runs kind of at a 90 degree away. hips trees. And yeah, and it's, it's slamming into trees. Yeah, I'm gonna, whipped in the face with I'll, branches. I'll definitely get 30 feet closer to it and shoot another firebolt at okay. it. Okay, go for it. I'm not, there's not going to be any of it. I, I miss again. Okay. Uh, it, it With this new information in its senses, it tries to relocate you again. And it, again, you see it's, it's unseeing eyes pass over you and then it runs over there. And it just falls <laughs> in a new direction. Uh, is flailing its arms, slapping against trees. I keep I keep my directional senses to make sure that any direction it's running is still not the direction where those things are lying in. Mm. No, at this point you guys have gotten pretty far away from those guys oh. lying in ambush, um, and it's not running in that direction. 
Uh, ooh, yeah, 24 to hit. 24 to hit is a definite hit. Uh, three. Okay. Once again, keeping distance, but still keeping pace with it. Mm. Very good. Uh, at this point, the creature realizes that this is not going okay for it. Um, and it just sort of, like, guesses where the fire came from and just tries to run in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it flees another... It, it flees 60 feet away from you, to the point where it's over 100 feet away from you. So be it's, still, it's still within range. It's probably about exactly 120 feet away. And I can close 30 of that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely close 30 feet and throw another firebolt at it. Uh, another 20... It's a something. Yeah. Two. <laughs> little by little, uh, you are going to kill this creature, but not anytime soon. Okay. Um, it's I, I yell, hey, where are you going? Yeah, <laughs> there it is. It spins back, and now that it can identify where you are, it's certainly gonna try. It beelines towards you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now it's far, yeah. so you're just you're essentially completely screwing with this creature, making it run away. Oh, I have to. Back. I'm not. This is not going to be a thing that comes for me later. This is, it dies today. Okay. Well, <laughs> go ahead and kill it today. Yeah, and I'll make sure I put some more distance now and 18 to hit. Yep, to hit. Uh, five fire damage. Okay, now we're talking. It's not looking as good now. There's there's whole chunks of its body that have been burned down to the bone, right. um, and you can see the raw muscle exposed, and the blood that it's bleeding looks like a, a very dark red, mm. or actually, well, it's green for these guys. So it's a it's a very dark green. Once again, you've tinged with the purplish color of whatever this is going on around here. The ick. Yeah, the ick. Great. Okay? It, it continues to just beeline towards the same direction it was beelining before. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm kind of like yeah, shilling like, outside <laughs> of it. <laughs> it's not running towards you quite so much anymore. Um, and I will throw another firebolt at it. Uh, that is a 23. It's a hit. Two. Oh, man. <laughs> Death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, right. Well, no problem. It 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 tries to reassess. It, it realizes that the the fire attack didn't come exactly from where it thought you should be. Right. Uh, however, when it readjusts, it overshoots wildly and is now just running in a new but still wrong direction. And it's I very hard for this creature to figure out where you are at this point. It's great. We're gonna we're gonna keep this this pace up, but that's probably a miss. Uh, Eleven. That is a miss. Um. Yeah, no, unfortunately, it is a myth. I'm going to just look at something really quick. Sure. <laughs> Do they have blind sense this entire time? <laughs> no, no, it's not that. I want to see if you get advantage on your attack roll because it can't oh, see. It should say Oh, actually, there. right. That's right. I have this stupid... It should say under conditions. Blind. Blinded. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I should have rolled that. Yeah, I, I apologize. You, oh, no, you've had fine. advantage for a little while. So 18 to hit instead. Yeah, oh, there you go. Seven fire damage. Nice. It's not looking good. A few more attacks like this, and you might actually take down a troll. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. Okay. Next is a 19. Is This is for a... Another attack. Okay, right. It, it, let me just see if it can be like towards you. Yeah. Uh, no. It uh, once again picks on an incorrect direction. Go ahead. Uh, five damage. Great. Okay, it's going to try again. Um, at this point, let's say just be by your you're constantly moving away from it a little I'm, bit. I'm, I'm trying to keep pace with it, moving it away. Like I'm moving away from it, 
but I'm also making sure that it's never exceeding the distance I want. If it ever gets to the point where I'm good, that's going to happen, I will gladly just be like, buddy! <laughs> right. Well, uh, I'd say at this point it's probably somewhere around like the 80, 90 feet away from you. So, but, hey! So once again, turns around, I'm going to give it an advantage of trying to figure you out. And it seems to beeline towards you again. Yeah, I'm going to definitely move out of the way and around and firebolt with my beautiful advantage. 21. Okay. Let's see. Uh, seven. This creature is on its last leg. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps one or two more of those kind of strikes, and you will have destroyed this creature. Um, it, it at this point it lets panic take over completely, and it just runs in a random direction trying to escape. I, Even if you call out, it does not seem to. I am going to attempt to snipe it at least those n- nice little times. Seventeen is a hit. Seven fire damage. It's so close. It continues to just try and flee. It slams into a tree. And at that moment, you blast it. Oh, another five fire damage. And you just take the convulses, and it dies. I will go up to that corpse. <laughs> you go up to the corpse. You see the, the burning smoke. Uh, I stick corpse. My, my flaming staff into it, and I burn every last piece of it. You impale its heart with your staff, and you see the blood boil out of it, and the heart... The whole thing is dead. Yes! A troll is a monster the likes of which you probably did not ever even think that you could defeat, and yet here you are. Uh, You are standing over the corpse of this titanic creature that, if it had gotten within range of you, would have ripped you to shreds in perhaps one or two turns, and yet, with a timely blast to its face, you disabled its ability to see you and made a fool out of it. The blood sinks into the earth, and you see that as it dies, um, and this is something that you had actually noticed before, um, that the effervescent uh, purplish tinge seems to just blow off into the wind, and it no longer surrounds the creature. Mm. It's it's strange, because the way it goes, it almost seems like it's going in a specific direction. Okay. <laughs> okay. Meh. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I've botched so many times tonight. It's incredible. Even still, it was easy to miss before because the newness of the situation, the strangeness of the creatures, you were just concerned with staying alive and then the creature was still left over. You were paying attention to this. But when it's just this one creature and you have you destroyed it here, you, even with a botch, you notice that it's going off in a specific direction. It's just, you look at it and you're like, that, that was weird and you don't quite catch the direction it's going in and then by that it's dissipated. Oh, great. Oh, I guess that means I just have to kill something else. Uh, <laughs> uh, nonetheless, um, you find that you have no idea where the hell you are now. I mean, you know you're in the forest, but yep. you don't really have landmarks anymore to judge by, except for a burning tree over there and two burning trees over there, which actually turned into three in the meantime. And actually, that one turned into two, and this whole forest might be going up pretty soon. That's great. I will dance in the flames. <laughs> Fuck it all. Um, this forest needs needs a healthy dose of fire. <laughs> Okay, so um, are you going to go try and navigate back to where you came? Or are you no, going to try and I'm going to literally trailblaze. Okay, so as you go, just bam, 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 fire in all directions. Yeah. Um, you, as you go, probably about 15 minutes into this, you see that there are some of the deformed humanoid creatures. They just flee at the sight of the fire um, because the fire is, at this point, I mean, it's huge and it's right. everywhere. Um, so you begin to burn this forest down. Yeah, I, I'm literally going to burn the forest down. Yeah. And... After a while, um, you make it to 
what seems to be the other side of the forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, you've probably been in the forest for like an hour or two, mm. and you've been covering some pretty good ground. Uh, you see that the land continues off, but right at the edge of your vision, it seems that you see the cliff, because this is the western side of the uh, the island that ends, as your uh, familiar told you, in a cliff. Mm. Western side. Uh, Do you exit the forest? I... Yeah. Okay. You exit the forest, and as you come clear of the trees and the, the smoke burning behind you... Oh, hot shot. Yeah. Fuck this forest. Uh, I'll, I'll come try this again when it's all ashes. <laughs> you look to the the south, which is to your left, and to the north, which is your right. Um, you see that this cliffside goes on for, for quite some distance, and then over the horizon you see... Strange. The horizon, which direction? To the north. Okay. Well, what you see is the very top of a crenellated tower. Huh. Otherwise, all you see beyond is is a cliffside and then the hint of ocean beyond. And if I look over the cliff? If you go closer to the cliff, that's another probably like 20, 30 minutes of walking. It's quite far. But you go over the cliff and you see you see an ocean. The ocean doesn't seem um, quite as purple as the river itself. Hmm. Nonetheless, there is a strange tinge to it. All the water seems a little bit strange. How far down is this lift water? Probably about 50 feet. Not too bad. Not too bad. Do I see any beachy shoreline down at the bottom? No, it, it seems like to, it's, it's a steep cliff. Just goes dive straight in the water. Okay. I look at the tower. I look at the horizon where there's, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. And the back of the tower, and the horizon, and I look up at Tor, and I said, Tor, <laughs> this is not smart. And then I walk towards the tower. Okay, the tower would probably take you, I would say, four or five hours to get to. It's quite far away. Oh, boy. As you head towards it, you don't encounter much, until probably about two hours into it. And then you realize that what looks like maybe you thought maybe it was like you don't know what to make of it but you saw it for a while and you just stopped and you, you had Tor go check it out and you realize that it is a veritable horde of these deformed creatures it almost looks like it's just, just like they're not marching in like a lockstep or anything but you, it looks like a roving band of them perhaps up to 50 to 100 strong you're too far away for them to notice you. Tor has just gone up and spied it for you, and you see it in the distances like this just mass of something, and they're slowly but they're just not, marching. But they're marching towards me. As a matter of fact, they are. They're all descending south as you are going north. But they don't seem to be coming towards you. They just seem to be going south. Is there a way to circumvent their... They, it's not like there's a, a line of them going from one side of the island together. So yes, if you kept your distance... Um, but so to orient you to the left as you go north is the cliff sides mm-hmm. right you have just gotten to where the forest begins to taper off and you can see that the forest is ending to the north um, and then you assume that on the other side of that forest is the river you might have to go through the forest the other side of the river and around it's, it's, a, it's a horde of them and you never know how they might see you if you go to the left towards the cliffs, you don't know that there would be enough room for you to escape their notice because there's not a ton of things to hide yourself behind around here. It's a lot of grassland. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. 
Alright. Okay. <laughs> um Can I make another note? There's something a little strange. As you're kind of thinking, you move your arms and you're you must have been sore. Maybe something happened. But, nah, no, something strange is going on. Oh, no, no, I take fire. I just, <laughs> just, just kill me I, now. I just, I just warm the fire on my body. No, it's nothing that serious. You're not like turning into like cut the arm off. But your joints are starting. Your joints ache. Dude, your joints ache. Mm. You can feel it. Every time you stretch, it's almost like you have this, like, what we would consider, like, a minor arthritis kind of pain. The joints ache. Your bones ache. Uh, Tor, I think I got the ick. <laughs> Tor pities you from a distance. Yes. I don't want the ick. Ugh. Ugh. Well. <sighs> Can't really do much about it now. Just push through. <laughs> Push through, baby. <laughs> Gotta push through. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. flipping through your spell book like, hmm, hmm, hmm. How do I kill them all right now? Uh, I know. Throw them into the forest and then burn them. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Do I see any? Outcroppings or some places to hide. Anything? Yes. You, you like... once again, um, you see a little bit further ahead. It's, the ground gets a little rocky, so there are some very small, like boulder-ish sort of, um, of of rocks that you could, if you like, lay down behind it, you might be hidden from someone at certain angles. You know what I'm saying? You have uh, small rocks you could hide behind, probably about the size of like a dwarf. Like enough to like crouch. Yeah, if you crouch behind it. Where you got low to the ground, you would be hiding behind. But if something like if something went around the rock, obviously it would see you. If something was at the right angle, if the rock was not between you and it, it would see you. This is not a titanic rock that you're hiding behind. And there's no like hills or crests or small indents hmm. and cliffs. That's a good idea. There are. It does get a little hilly at certain points where you could go to the other side of a hill and perhaps hide behind one of those. Yeah. And it's all a chance whether somebody decides to just step over that hill or not and see you. If you're trying to avoid this mass of these creatures. I really am. You want them to pass you by. I really do. Mm. Um, well, it's possible. Let's, let's put it this way. You've got about 20 minutes to find out. In order to think of something. <laughs> Tor, begin digging me a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me just wants to just... And just run apeshit and just start burning them. Just, just run towards them and just stand my ground, ignite my staff, and oh, just say, I am Alibris, maker of fire. <laughs> hey, man, it's a good way to die. Just fucking just, like, be like, come at me, bros. <laughs> oh, if only that little shit were there, he could just tell them all how I see so like, through. This is the fire god. <laughs> the fire food god. He gives us food and smites us if we try to attack him. <laughs> Don't attack him. Don't attack the fire god. Take his food. His infinite just food. Just claw the He'll give us food. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, shit. Um... I'm gonna have to do the smart thing. 
I, I just sigh heavily, and I am going to go back to the river, and I'm going to go the long, the long way. way around. Okay, I'm going to take the long way around, but I'm going to do something stupid, most likely. <laughs> Can't do anything smart without doing something stupid. With say, Tor, I'm going to do something stupid. It involves you. Oh, Tor's favorite kind of stupid plans. Tor, you're going to go scout that tower and report back to me. Ooh. Tor flies out of range and uh, and continues as you begin to go your own way. I go great, my one friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go through the forest. I am unmolested. Stealth away. You then hit. Stealth is life. Go ahead. 14. Okay. You get back to the river. Uh, and you see, actually, that you've gone... You went south, then you went to the west, now you went north, and then you went east again. So you're almost back where you started. You actually see the fork uh, on the other side of the river. Mm. So, uh, do you do you cross the river by wading through it? Do you want to use one of your spells again? I don't know if you have How a How wide is the river? Um, and do I have to cross it to circumvent these things? Or can I follow the side that I'm on and still be on the outskirts? That's the real question. Mm. I think perhaps you wouldn't necessarily have to cross the river, but you'd be at more risk of getting caught. So essentially, as the island as it goes down from where they are to where you were and to where you're going, it does bottleneck ever so slightly. But it does not like a, it's not like a bottleneck where like you couldn't avoid them. It would just be that if any of them kind of like drift off to the side a little bit from this really un unorganized mob of them that are coming south, yep. they might catch you. It's a chance, but it's a better chance than where you were before, and it's a worse chance than if you crossed the river and really went around. Okay, so here's a question. How, how wide is the river at this point? Well, you you remember having been to the spot where you might be could like hop over a stone or two, and you're there again. Um, it, with no stones, it would, it would probably be about 10 feet wide. Maybe a really good jump could almost get you there. But there are two stones, and if you dexterously jump from one to the next, you would be able to get there. I would set, uh, you know, uh, it would be a tough DC, but doable. Okay. Um, here's the question. Would I have a better chance, like, would I have advantage if I used my staff for balancing? Or would it be a better idea, do I, I'm going to make an intelligence check. Mm -hmm. What would be the better thing here? 14 intelligence check. Um, does it look like I have a better chance using my staff to balance and hopping on the rocks? Or quite literally just running and digging my staff into the river and pole vaulting across. Well, the problem with the river is that it's probably, because you, you should remember you saw us at the bottom of it, it's probably at its shallowest, like, four feet deep. Which means that you'd stick that stick in there and your whole body would probably follow after it. It's quite deep. Well, what if I pole vaulted, I mean at the edge. Mm, 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 mm. At about ten feet, it would still be... My thought would be to try and jump... I'd say the jumping on the rocks would probably be the safer route. Okay. Um, use my stuff to help me balance. Okay. And, and yes, and using your staff to help you balance would probably be for the best. So why don't you roll a um, acrobatics. Say an acrobatics check to try and do I have any gracefully. anything with it? Advantage? Um, staff or modifier of some sort? Lower? I don't know. Something. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna give you um, advantage. You were thoughtful and and you using your staff to your advantage. Because the first roll was a two. Well, what um, was the next roll? This is 19. Okay. Um, so, 21 altogether for okay. acrobatics. Well, it, you you hop, you, you wobble, and you are about to just eat it and go into this uh, this river, but you thrust out your staff, 
you catch uh, a bit, you, you really lean down into it, and you're, you're balancing on one leg on the rock with the staff descended almost all the way into the river, mm. and then it hits the bottom and balances you out. You regain the balance and take a, just a, in, in sheer moment of bravado, jump to the next rock, land on it, and then you let the momentum carry you into another jump that brings you on to the other side. And you barely make it. I got my stuff on fire immediately. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. Ick. Um, and kind of shake. Yep. And um, I will continue my way to circumvent. Okay. Well, now you have another dilemma. Because to go this way, you not only hit one fork, but you have to then hit another fork. Oh. Now, this fork is not so bad. This is the smaller of the two forks, mm-hmm. and it's only about, like, seven feet wide. You could possibly clear this in a single jump. But you probably have to roll, you know, similarly. I'm going to, this time... Pole vault. Pole vault, because I think it's the I'll smaller give you advantage thing. again. Go for it. What do you got? All right. <laughs> well, you're in the war. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> you vault over, and you think, like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make Bloop. You're in the water. Uh, you're up to about your chest in the water. And then you... feels like water. There's nothing. You don't start, like, melting or anything. It's fine. Yeah. You, I will definitely just quickly make my way to this side and get up. Right. So you're just drenched. Um, I will then use pressed vegetation to clean myself. Okay. Magically. Yeah, you, you just <laughs> blow dry yourself with a gust of just a pressed wind. Get out. Just, just get off me. And, and you clean yourself. Um, do you feel great? No. But you're not any worse than you were before. Your joints are still aching a little bit, though. Blame you, joints, for that horrible jump. <laughs> and then I continue along my well, way. Well, at this point, you can then follow the river north, and you bypass that horde that was going to the south. You can even see it. As you're going, you see it in the distance. They're just kind of continuing southward. Um, now, you see to the north of you is another forest. Interesting. Is Tor in back yet? Tor, at at this point, probably another 20 minutes of walking before Tor comes back to you. He says, um, it looks like it was um, a wizard's tower. And it's abandoned. I found our new home on this island. (laughs) We'll live there forever, us and the creatures. (laughs) I say, great. I... I, I look at the forest, and you know what? I don't even... I'm not even going to take a chance. Nope, no forest for you. I, no, I was going to say, I just ignite the fuck. Oh, you just started... <laughs> well, that does the change. <laughs> um, I'm just going just, to just ignite the whole thing. So you, you ignite it, and the forest begins to burn. And you get to a point where you know you caused enough fire that it's going to get everything. Right. And... You can just stroll on by the forest. I'm going to stroll on by. Let that be a distraction. Anything else that wants it. All right. Well, uh, after uh, a little bit of of walking, you find yourself across the river from this tower. It's going to be probably, you know, for another, like, hour or two of walking. Um, and you find yourself across the river. And the tower is probably, if you cross the river, you'd have about a 20-25 minute walk to get to this tower. How wide is the river this time? <laughs> uh, this time, the the river is probably about, it's, it's this is the main... Vein, so you're looking at about a ten foot wide river here again. 
Um, but rocks you or... have found a, a few rocks. You, you're keeping an eye out now for rocks in the river that you'll have to swing back to. So it's only another like maybe ten minute detour to get to those rocks that you passed previously and cross them. Um, there are more rocks this time around, so it's going to be a little bit of an easier time for you. So go ahead and take I will your still advantage. use my, be- my my balance on mm-hmm. the staff. I rolled nine twice, so eleven. Okay, eleven will do it. You 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 see that it's a little bit shallower here. So you can put your your staff in and use it almost like a cane to walk by, and you get across without falling into the water. Light um, my staff on fire. Yep. Clean, cleanse it all. Burn <sighs> the ick. Burn the ick. And then you uh, are you see that the tower is is surrounded by about a five foot high stone wall, but the stone walls collapsed in some places, and there is also no front gate. Um, it seems that the front gate has long since. Destroyed. Maybe it was a wooden gate. You see, uh, on the ground underneath the gate are are the metal strips that you might use to reinforce a wooden gate, mm-hmm. uh, as well as like a locking mechanism. The, the wood is clearly dropped by it. Tor, if we're lucky, there's a book in here. And that book is a spell, and that spell is teleport. <laughs> <laughs> and if we're really lucky, there's a spell that like levels me up sixteen times so I can use it. And dimension door, <laughs> anything really. Then we'll just study here. We'll just pot shot these tumor people until I can cast it. <laughs> just grind for like six adventures. It's a non-stop tumor grind until I can cast the, t- the teleport that's inside. Yeah, that's actually the name of this campaign, Tumor Grind. Tumor Grind. Um, <laughs> Alright, I will make my arcane mark on the ground. <laughs> Claim this as my own. <laughs> I am the wizard of this tower now. This is now, the, this is now Tower Archimedes. And I smile at the, the fact that there may be some intelligent, hopefully pleasant life here. And I will, so I'm going to just walk up to the front entrance. Great. Well, the door, once again, is rotten away. So it's just an open portal of which you walk inside. Uh, you see that the stone remains, but most of whatever else was in here is gone. Save for, you know, the, the completely ruined, like, the corpse of a table. You know, the glass... Um, you see this the shaped glass and what looked like um, very old beakers and, and potion <laughs> bottles. I take a quick perception check to spot the phylactery. <laughs> no, no, you're lucky. Okay. No phylactery in okay. here. Just making sure. Um, <laughs> in fact, there seems to be nothing at all in here except for the empty rooms and what looks like the, the, the shadow of perhaps what used to be a wizard's laboratory. But I would suggest making some kind of searching. I would make an investigation check, check definitely, looking for as anything magical or um, mm. definitely books, anything anything page wise. Um, I would love to find mm-hmm. something. Well, sixteen you, investigation. You search around and you find two interesting things. Uh, first thing you find is a gem, a gem probably about the size of about this big, about the size of like a golf ball. Mm. It fits snugly in your hand, and it seems to be thrumming with the, the feeling of magical potency. Hmm. Okay. And I am pocket this. And there's one other thing. You find a wand. Ooh. Hello. Beautiful. A wand of ick! <laughs> <laughs> a wand of tumors. <laughs> Um, great. Do I, does it look like, how are the rooms in this place? Does it look like this is a 
fortifiable fortifiable place to, to to be to live. Uh, it, it's the most fortifiable place you've ever found in this island. <laughs> Definitely, if, if you put some things in front of the main entrance, that's the only way in on the ground level. Uh, as you, there seems to be three floors of this tower, and only on the top floor do there seem to be windows that look out. It looks like a kind of like a solar, like an observatory area where you can look out upon the land. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are large, what would be like bay windows, in a matter of speaking, um, that let in the elements. Are there any bookcases or anything that I can just cover the opening portal of the door with? There are rotten pieces of wood, uh, enough that you would be able to stack them against the door. How much they'd hold up against assault? Not much. They're they're really jacked up. I mean, they're you could punch your hand through one of these pieces of wood. They're that 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 rotten at this point. But there was steel at the front. There was, but not enough steel to cover the front door. You probably have enough steel to cover, like, uh, if you just stacked it on top of itself and, like, arranged it and soldered it so that it's all connected, you probably get up to your, about, like, your waist. It's not a lot of steel. Okay. I'll go and take those steel things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You could, if you, if you, you could make, gonna, like, a ball. Like that's a, what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make bars. Right. Slats. And I'm going to just use my fire and just... Sort it to the... Whatever. <laughs> to the whatever. <laughs> it's stone. so hard. You're not really a blacksmith and you're not a stonesmith. Um, but what you realize that you can do is um, is is you can kind of like jam them in the doorway. And, and, and then, yeah, and then you kind of manipulate them with your, your various cantrips and your magical spells to the point where you don't know how well they're going to work, but it's something. Okay, great. That's all I need. Just need something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the top floor. And there you are. Uh, and you said, all I found were these things, nothing else of note. They're cut here, a bed. No. If there was, it's long since just rotted away. Yeah, this great. this place has been neglected for years, decades perhaps. Mm. You know? You've never really seen anything that's been this, you know, this decrepit. Even some of the ruins that you have, like, explored in your, like, neophyte adventures, you know, as your master maybe let you go in and, like, plunder this, like, very safe tomb. Even those have not seen the neglect that this has seen. It's almost like all traces of who used to be here are gone, that have just been taken away by time. With the lone exception of, on the Solar, a wizard's mark. The, an arcane sigil that has been etched into the wall. 23. Do I know of this wizard or this mark? That's a shame. It's, it's completely far to you. I will take the time to just jot down the wizard symbol, just okay. in case I need to reference it again. You got it. And then I will press the digitation it off the wall. my place now, it's not yours. This is my... Okay, good. Um, I claim this is my own. Uh, and, yeah, I will put down, um, I'm going to put down, I'm going to find some nice crunchy pieces of wood. <laughs> And put them just on, like, the stairway up to the third floor. So that you might hear if somebody walks up. I mean, if something gets around my door system, at least I will hear something. Okay. Um, and, uh, it's kind of late. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you've been walking for hours. It's, it's sun is setting. And my joints ache. Ugh. Your joints do ache. Um, I'm gonna... I am going to tap into the divine properties of the weave, mm-hmm. and I am going to cure wounds on myself. Okay. You do so. No problems. How, do my joints feel any better? No. Mm. Oh, at least I feel, probably. We'll find out. Okay. Not that it matters, because I think it might be time to turn it in. Um, I tell Tor to just 
give himself a perch on top of the tower and just alert me if uh, if we have any guests. And I will take a long rest for the night. Okay. Let's see if anything disturbs your long rest. At the very end, enough so that you have gotten your long rest, um, Tor begins to squawk and getting your attention and stirring you from your... your what, what is... Albert is a half Human. Oh, he's human. Okay. So, he's, so yeah, he's he's so he wakes you up from your sleep and you feel well rested if not still a little sore around the joints. Do um, they feel better? No. Oh. You just you feel well rested, which you feel better overall, but not the joints. They still ache slightly. Knowledge... 24. Mm-hmm. Anything I know of that... Anything I've read about or might know that the more I cast magic, it causes my joints to ache. Like, is this... Your gut tells you that's not the cause of this. It's not the cause of magic, me using magic here? It doesn't seem so. It's probably just the cause of this place. It, it, there's something about this place that's like this, but it doesn't seem to be the your magic. Um, you, you stand up and you stretch out, and... As you do so, your lungs feel a little strange, and you you make a cough that sounds wet and sick, uh. a, a rattling kind of cough, um, and <clears throat> and you're like, ew, that was gross. But then again, even breathing some crazy stuff. You've Does been, anything come up? No, 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 no. You don't spit anything. I was not. You're thinking of the the creature. That yeah, I'm like, oh my god, snakes. I definitely have the ick. No, 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 no. You just have a really sick cough. I, I pray to Mistress. I said, please, Mistress, don't have the ick. <laughs> However, your bird is trying to get your attention, and you, when you give it to it, um, the bird hops on one of the windowsills and points its beak. I look out. You see a ship in the ocean. Oh, fuck. How far away? Um, it's hucking the coastline. It's probably, uh, like a half a mile off the coast. You see that this ship does not look like it's has the ick. It looks like a regular ship, right? It doesn't look like, you know, an ick ship or anything like that. Mm. Um, it looks like a very well-made galleon. And how far is it from me? Well, you are probably about... Let's say it's probably about a mile away from you, considering the land between your tower and the shoreline, about a half a mile, and then another half a mile into the ocean. Um, and you see that it's... it's you're, at, you're at this point, the tower is at almost the complete northern tip of the island. Right. Um, and so it looks like it's making to around the island. And maybe, if you had to make an intelligent guess... Why don't you make an intelligent guess, as a matter of fact? Nope. But you're not all, that intelligent. Nine altogether? Sure. Now you make an intelligent guess, and you think maybe it's going to investigate the giant plumes of smoke that are just bursting out from the, uh, the forest that you burned. I say, oh, look at that, Tor. I made a signal. <laughs> I, 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 I say, Tor, this is not smart. <laughs> and I shoot prestigitation to make fireworks. From the tower. Okay. Um, above the tower. Okay. So you shoot the fireworks and up. I make the fireworks look like a big arrow that points to the tower. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good. Um, it, it's gradual. Ships are not fast. But very quickly, the ship turns <laughs> towards you. I throw up a big smiley fireworks. <laughs> oh You're like shooting emojis into the sky. <laughs> Sorry. Alright. This is what you call uh, 
texting in the beginning. <laughs> well, uh, it seems to be working. Now, you see that on the other side, right? There's you have the ocean on the side, and the, on the other side, on the eastern side of the tower, is where the stream uh, begins, where it funnels in from the ocean. And you see that the ship seems to wrap around, and, and it kind of beaches, because... Uh, where where the stream begins on one side is cliff, but on the other side is sand. Right, that's where the, the beach begins on the the west, the eastern side. I'm sorry of the island. Right. So it swings around and then it it comes close to the beach and you see a, a, a boat, a small rowing boat, uh, descend from the side of the ship and it rows towards the beach. Okay, is you would there... have to cross the river to get to where they're going, or maybe they'll come to you. you um, I is there a symbol in? A standard symbol in the world that means caution. Well, I can't imagine what it would be. Yes. Okay. Maybe there's like send, a god sigil, the god of like wariness. <laughs> I, just, I just send that sigil up into the air. Okay. It doesn't seem to affect their behavior any. Um, you see that the rowboat beaches, uh, and that there are four men that were on the rowboat. Um, it's too far away to make out any specific details. Mm-hmm. So unless you have some sort of way of seeing far distances, they are, once again, probably about... Now they're about a mile and a half to your east. At but I, I can at least see that there are four men. Mm-hmm. Okay, which means I can see their body shapes. They are upright. One of them is wearing armor. Okay. I kind of, like, signal from the tower. I light my hand on fire and wave from the tower. You see one of them pull out a spyglass and aim it in your direction. One is in armor. Yeah, they you know commune, right? Um, and and <laughs> and, and I talk over to you. I put up that warning symbol again. Mm-hmm. They they stop as they see it. He takes it out, and I as I see him take out the spyglass, I sort of like try to signal the land, and sort of like I just make this motion, and hopefully he shuts it. He talks to them. Better yet, I, I, I wave my hand again, see if I can get his One of them taps his shoulder. <laughs> I, I get tore, and I just write a quick message with parchment. Mm-hmm. And I write, you know, be careful. There are hordes of creatures here. Could use help. Can you make it to tower on your own? Do you need me to come to you? Any help will do. Okay. And I wrap it on Tor, and I send Tor flying to him. Tor flies down, and the man clearly... Uh, he's he's <laughs> takes one, beats him over. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. He, he puts out his little. arm as though he's done this maybe with a bird before, and mm-hmm. and Tor does like a like a hawk. He lands on the guys and, and deposits. You see, man, look at it. Um, and he sort of to the bird. Um, he, says, he points to one of them, the guy kind of leans over and he slaps the paper onto his back and he begins to scratch it with his own quill. Mm-hmm. And Tor quickly returns to you. Says, um, first it says, uh, who are you? Yeah, it's exactly the first line it says. It says, yeah. who are you? Are you healthy? Uh, it says, um, where have you seen them? How many are there? We will come to you. Okay. Um, I will write back. I'm Alibus Archimedes. You see them begin to. Yeah, I'm Alibus Archimedes. Um, I hope I am healthy, though my joints ache slightly, and I do feel a wet cough. 
hopefully not side effects of the island's, um, you know, effects. Um, I do have healing powers, so hopefully it will keep me healthy enough. Um, there was a horde of them coming almost from this tower towards the south. Circumvented them on the river. Um, I await your arrival. And send it back. Okay. Um, at, they, they receive it, and they arrive probably about, like, 30 minutes later. Um, you, you hear them, um, hello up there. I don't want to destroy your defenses. I the, say, I What hope, that they are. I say, I hope I don't need them anymore. Are you here to rescue me? Because I do not know how I ended up on this island, and God, I am so happy to talk to another person that speaks the common tongue. <laughs> no doubt. Could you come down here? Of course. I, I do so. He's standing on the other side of your metal bars. Yeah, I will attempt to take him down. He, once again, you see a guy. He looks like a, uh, a rich knight. Mm. Uh, and with him are men who look like they're like men in arms. Do they have any symbols on them? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, one of them has what probably is a, a holy symbol of some sort brazen on his chest. Knowledge, religion, 16. Go ahead. A 16? Yeah. You have never in your life seen this symbol before. Holy shit, okay. Uh, do I and they actually all wear them. Every one of them has the same sigil. 15 of anything. Basic knowledge, intelligence, 20. Well, knowledge of you can anything. make some pretty keen deductions here. The, the symbol is blue. Uh, and it seems to feature a woman. Um, I like blue and I like women. That's mystery. Good <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> right? Um, the woman is in a posture that seems like she is maybe uh, like a life giver or she was a provider of some sort. So you're getting you're getting goodly god vibes off of this I'm, guy. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I take my defenses down as much as I can. He, uh... He goes... He backs into one of the uh, men in arms, and the man in arms comes up to you and goes, uh, "Mac, oh please." He uh, he kind of he, he checks you, almost like a doctor might, like a like a healer might. Yeah. And he, he feels underneath your chin for your lymph nodes, and he you know begins to inspect you. I say, "How bad is it? Do I have it? Whatever it is." He he turns around and goes, uh, "If you would just for a moment before," and he walks back to the knight, and they whisper to each other. Yeah. Because I see. <sighs> Do I have whatever it is? I've never seen the process actually play out before. He says, uh, but it's starting. He goes, take mine. And he pulls uh, a necklace off himself and also sports the symbol and he puts it over you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? How do I feel? Go ahead and, and take a, take a, just a kind of a roll. Just a seat. Thirteen. Very good. Um, you feel better. You're, you breathe, and your lungs feel clear again. Your joints feel much better. I say, my God, I feel great, but good sir, if this is what's protecting you, don't you need this more than me? Well, I don't need it more than you. Anyhow, um, we should speak. Um, Please, come into what I have adopted as my abode. All right. Thank you, Elibris. I said there's not much. I got here yesterday and just made camp for the night. They file in, um, and you see one of them immediately takes out a tablet, slaps a piece of parchment down, pulls out his quill, and just waits. And as you guys begin to talk, you see that he's recording. Um, so this, this swordsman, this knight, 
um, leans against the wall. Some of his, his compatriots, one of them stands at the door, just kind of watching March. The other one begins to go upstairs. Um, and it looks like he's going to search yeah, inside yeah. and see what's going on. He says, uh, I am Moors. So we all met Moors. Uh, as I said, I'm Alibris Archimedes. You're a mage. I am, and I need are you to... One of, are you one of Terra's? Who? Uh, Terra. I do not know a Terra. You don't have no idea who I am. I have no idea. I don't know where I am. In fact, I, I'd like to think my, of myself as a learned man in both the ways of magic and religion, and I love this symbol and everything it's doing for me, and yet I have no idea what god this is. The last Do I have to say I've ever... Nope. I say, I have never even heard of that god, but as much as I worship I worship Lady Mistra, praise be to Thalassa. I say, I will give her my, my prayer. You're on the day. right track. Goddess of life, magic, of the goodly folk of this world. Sounds like Mistra, almost. Hmm. Really? I wonder if they're the same god. As I, I just... Is, uh, I'm sorry. We will have to talk theology later. Yeah, I just get really excited when she comes up. I, she's the love of my life. This well, is all magic. Thalassa is... The maiden of my heart as well. So, I, I it's hope good to meet a say. godly man. It's and likewise. And once again, are you sure you do not need this? I feel bad if I am taking away whatever is protecting you. There are hopefully, I think there are one or two more on the ship. Once we return to the ship, I I will put another one on myself, and hopefully it will not have progressed too far. I'm a hardy man. I need to know: is it were the creatures that I've met and some that I have killed here. The cursed ones, yes? Were they once human? Yes. Yes, they were once human. Do they not no longer understand? They've been reduced to animals. Is there any way to heal them? To help them? That is something that my people have been studying for generations. I have no idea. We do not try. They're too dangerous. We kill them. I was able to... I don't want to say make friends, but I... I made peace with one for a small moment. Peace? Um, I described the encounter. I didn't just do it. I, I was... I, when I first came here, I, I should tell you, um, I am, as I said, my, my goal in life to Mistra, my goddess, who's maybe one and the same, um, she's the goddess of magic. And I believe that um, magic is life. And I also believe that through hard work and dedication, anything is possible. No offense to any that might be a cleric in the room. I sort of take stock of the guy that was, like, was filling me up. <laughs> and I'm like... We're all priests in a fashion. I say, well, I I believe that priests are almost cheating. The, the clerics. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the gods are, are kind enough to just give them their spells. Um, the gods I, are kind. I believe that there is a way to tap into the magic of the divine through study and hard work. And I have barely tapped it, but my experiments in doing so get out of hand and <laughs> one thing led to another and next thing I know I woke up here on this island and I do not recognize any landmarks and I don't know where I am and I don't know this god, so I could be anywhere. I'm not even sure I'm on the same plane of existence I started in. But at least there's goodly folk somewhere, because at the first I thought all that was left of my life was this tower, my owl, and those things. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs with you. And he laughs with one of his compatriots. He goes, fooling around with the god's magic to try and to unlock the secret. So are you sure you're not one of Terra's? No, I, I don't even know who Terra is. Of course But I, I would be glad to get the hell off this island and meet her. Terra's our archmage. 
Oh, wow. Excellent. That sounds wonderful. I would love to take stock. Do you recognize... Speaking of mages, I should... It's no longer on the wall. I take out my parchment. I say, this was the symbol of the mage who owned this tower. Do you recognize it? <sighs> I'm not well-versed in mage's symbols or anything like that. All the mages I know live in my city. This is probably some ancient... Well-begotten mage was caught in the curse. I have a feeling I'm not going to recognize this either, but if I may ask, what city are you from? The city is named the Lasso as well. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you've never visited. <laughs> <laughs> to make it easier for yourself, we call her the goddess, and we call the city the Lasso. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, um, I... First off, let me say I cannot thank you enough for coming here. I burned those forests not even thinking of a signal but simply because they were full of what I have dubbed the ick. The ick. <laughs> <I did not> <laughs> the, the laugh. <laughs> and I say and and that and it seems that is the best defense is fire against these things. They don't seem to like it very much. No, and it is But they get over that fear very quickly as soon as they are in number. Oh, I, like I said, there was a huge horde of them here. Mm. Um, which, granted, probably not the smartest thing for me to send those fireworks up. Uh, I don't know how much longer we want to stay here. They're slow, but they tend to pick up speed when they sense, you know, prey. Yeah. Well, the guy at the front door goes, Yeah, I think you're right about that. I say, uh, <laughs> he, uh He goes, I'm going to just go up at the top and see how quite far they are. Sure. It looks like they're coming back. I say, I'm ready to move when you are. I, I can continue this conversation later if you don't mind. He, if he you goes, don't mind me coming along with you, that is. No, not at all. We need to get you off this island. This is no place for a good man to live. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's go to the top of the tower and see what we're dealing with. I follow him up. They go up to the top, and you look out, and you see um, the horde is returning. You probably have an hour before they reach you. Correct. He says, okay, and we have time. Uh, Do they ever go into the water? The water? Uh, They do, sometimes. Some of them live in the water. Oh. But I, I say the sea, sea water, or just the river? Mm, the sea and the river. Okay, well, there goes that plan. Okay. Uh, however... Damn, damn. All right, let's get you back on the ship. Yeah, let's go. I, I, yeah, I just grab myself and go. You guys take the trek. They cross the river, um, and you can see that at the river they had brought, uh, a, like, a little, uh, a kind of a... A bridge, something that they could carry and then slam down over the... So that you cross the bridge easily, you go to the sands, uh, and you get into the rowboat with them, and they bring you back to the ship. Uh, on the ship, you see that there are probably another 20 men on the ship, all fighting men and a few sailors. Mm. Um, as soon as he walks on, men stand at attention as he walks by. And he, you know, he gestures for them to get back to work. I sort of, I sort of nod my approval and go, Sir Moores, very nice. Prince. Oh, wow. I kneel. (laughs) That's not necessary. I say, well, it is respectful, and I did not know, so my apologies, Prince Moores. Don't worry about it. Holy moly, that, wow. I got lucky. (laughs) That is true. Uh... Let me bring you to somebody who might be able to see your condition a little bit more clearly. Of course. So he brings you into the lower decks, and you are in what is essentially uh, a small study inside of the ship. Uh, And in it are are sitting two men. One is wearing the ceremonial robes of what looks like a cleric. Mm -hmm. It's a of some sort. And the other is wearing robes, but he does not look like a cleric. He looks more like a scholar. He looks more wizardly 
but you don't see a spell book or any of the usual wizard things on it. Um, <laughs> I smile and, and like, you know, kind of sarcastically, not insultingly, mm-hmm. but sarcastically just say, <laughs> you put you and you together, you have me. <laughs> they, <laughs> they look at you and they go, yes, I'll be much younger. The two of them do seem to be like maybe they're in their 40s. Okay, it's okay. Uh, Age is a good thing. It means you've acquired more knowledge. He says, uh, one of them says, agreed. And can I acquire the knowledge of who are you? <laughs> Say forgive me. I didn't mean to be rude. My name is Alibus Archimedes. I am a mage. They look towards the towards Moore, and Moore goes, "We found him on the island." So you did. And one of them says, uh, "How long were you on the island for, unprotected?" A day. Hmm. As far as I am aware. Or are you aware? That's, that's the thing about the curse. It does tend to skew perception somewhat. I I mean I can. Here's what I can tell you. I can tell you that I got here not of my own volition. I was, uh, I was experimenting with my spells, something went wrong, and I, when I woke, I was on the island. So the first unknown variable is how long I was there before I woke. Secondly, as I've come to realize, I don't know anything about where I am or what this place is or who any of the people in this area are, because I was talking to a prince and didn't even know it. And being that as it is, I don't know if you, even if your days are the same. I don't even know if I'm on the same planet I came from. Therefore, a day, by which I mean it was light, then it became dark, and then it became light again, is however long that was. The the one in the priest group goes, yes, that's what we call a day. <laughs> Just making sure. And the other one goes, I like this guy. He asks the right questions. And I said, but I also don't have any way to track to see if the time is coherently the same. Therefore, if your day is longer than the day I'm used to, or less, or if the island does skew perceptions, I honestly cannot say. But as far as my own perceptions are aware, I would assume that I woke up moments after my spell went awry. Hopefully only spent what I assume is a day before this ship has gone. The they they nod, especially the one in like the, the darker cloak, who once again does not seem to be a, a cleric of any sort. The magey one? I, I would call him a magey, but he looks more like a, like a librarian. Right. Right? Um, and and he nods and, and gives you, like, a well thought. Well thought out. Well said. <laughs> uh, and the other one looks at you like, why is he boring me with all this? <laughs> uh, and the the prince says, Brother uh, Maynard, could you... And he says, yes, of course. Is Maynard the cleric of Yes. He gets up, and he does many of the same, um, you know, touches your notes, checks your palms, sorry, feels... Eyes, please tell me my eyes are not purple. Because your eyes are not purple. Trust me, you would not be on this ship. Oh, good. Uh, good, 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 good. And he says, because it looks like you've gotten to him in time, sir, or prince, uh, he, he seems to be recovering just fine. The goddess's protection is on you. Uh, a good thing. Uh, and the other one says, uh, so, uh, you say that you appeared here after dabbling with magic. The other one cuts in and says, See, this is the problem with that sort of magic. If you don't do it by the gods, you never know what's going to happen. I charge my hands without using cure wounds mm-hmm. and with cure wounds. He says, do you recognize this spell? He goes, Of course I do. I do not draw it from the gods. Huh. I mean, I do, but I don't. I draw it from the arcane domain of Mistra. I draw it straight from the weave itself. This is what I mean. I, this is how I experiment. I have deduced that there is a way to unlock the divine through the arcane. You will, if you were to test the spell now, you would find that its powers are not divine. It is completely arcane in nature. I think I shall take you up on that. And 
he analyzes it with a spell. Right. Um, and he says, and he dispels the spell. And he goes, I don't know, it looks pretty divine to me. <laughs> Lewis says, well, everything looks divine to you, you're a priest. Uh, and, and they introduce themselves, right? You see, they've been introduced to Maynard, and the other one's name is Lewis. Hmm. Uh, the prince introduces them as my bickering advisors. At least on this vacation. Two great advisors to have. Cleric and a mage? Fellow? No such thing. Simply a learned man. Good enough. Close enough. He says, yes, learned. And a servant. Uh, the prince says, if you will give us the room. And they say, as you wish. And they leave. I say, thank you, uh, sir Maynard? Uh, Brother Maynard will suffice. Thank you, Brother Maynard. And he is just Lewis. And they leave. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis shakes his head. I, I wink at him. He goes, we'll talk later, you and I. <laughs> and I say, you have a fine crew here. I thank you again. Our city produces some stellar human beings, I have to admit. Mm. And they are two of our most stellar. Nonetheless, uh, are you... I know that you probably have no idea why you're here or what you're doing here, but perhaps this is Providence. Perhaps you are here for a reason. I'm always open to thinking that Mistra has a way. Mistra, yes. Um, perhaps, once again... I like I, to think that perhaps we are worshipping the same goddess. Perhaps. For mine is a goddess of incredible magic. Mm. Life, order, against chaos, and specifically against what is going on out here. Mm. Nonetheless, how much of the island did you explore before we found you? You said you were around here for a day. Did you see any other men... Dressed in the same livery as my men. I did not. Um, how much of the island do you know? Are you? Is it an island that is well known before it was blighted, or is this a? This is one of. This is one of the first few islands that we have actually begun to explore. We've only recently left the confines of our city. Only recently found the way to protect ourselves from the curse. I would be more than happy to draw you what is probably a rudimentary map based on my locations, starting from the tip of where you found me and show you where I traversed. How far south did you go? Not too far. I, I, I believe I really only made it based on my on my. I had my owl scout and gave me rudimentary bearings, and um, I seem to have appeared on the island near the center, quite slightly north of, and that I really only kind of went from there around the middle-ish areas of the island, but mostly the northern sections. I did go slightly east, slightly south, and slightly west at one point, but that was just to circumvent the horde of creatures that were coming to me. Um, I, I followed the river, but I, I did not. I ran into, as I said, uh, one of those, uh, a bunch of those creatures, as I said, in that village, and I, I gave it rations, and that's how I got it to, I, I trust is a word, it trusted me. Mm. Um... However, it brought friends, and the friends were only interested in the rations, did not have the same trust. The three friends of its, if that is what I can call them, attacked me, uh, which I very quickly then, more quickly than I had anticipated, um, killed them, unfortunately. I don't know if there is, if we ever find a reversal to this um, blight, uh, then I'll feel worse about that. But they, I smoked them where they stood. Don't lose sleep over killing them. They are suffused with evil. But they were men at one point, and... The tragedy is not lost on me, but... For practicality's sake, we slay them. There is no saving them that we know of, and we have some truly gifted minds working on them. 
Well, then I won't I won't lose sleep over it, as you said, but I, I did kill three, but the last one, the one that I had given the food, I honestly don't know if it was going to be hostile to me. It did not outwardly attack me, but it did begin to do something disgusting and horrific at the same time. It it um it was like it was choking up bile, this blackish bile, and it just kept choking and choking until its neck engorged and it, it choked up this writhing pile of something. But I did not let it I did not let that pile last in this world long. I immediately struck it down with fire. Um and from the best of the remains of as it was smoking, I it looked like almost like one eyed snakes had come from a bundle from inside of it and then this creature that had at one point at least given me peace ran off. I don't know much more than that. And then outside of that, I um, they must have still some semblance of intelligence or at least a, a primal urge to um, come together because I, I then went to one of the two forests that I promptly raised to the ground. Um, and in that forest, I, I found a troll infected with the light. I killed the troll. Um, no easy task. But at first, the troll was trying to lure me into a trap. It had three of these things waiting for me on a different side of the forest. I could tell it wasn't running with its full speed, and I had my owl scout, and luckily it spotted these three creatures in wait, so they clearly have some strategy to them, or at least a way to organize. Um, after killing the troll, I raised the forest to the ground, which those three creatures fled, um, and then made my way to the tower that I just happened to find, And but on the way to the tower is when I found that horde doubled back until I got there, and the rest didn't raised one more force just in passing because it just seemed like a good thing to do at the time and I guess it was because here you are. And that was pretty much my entire day on the island. Quite a day it was. Yeah. Oh. Slate troll? <laughs> I, if I am drinking at that point I'm from a water skin <laughs> I, I probably spit it out in laughter. And I say, yeah, it surprised me too. I, I, I have to give it to... If it's not mystery, it would be who I would call the goddess of luck, Timora. I don't know if you know or have, but I... she's She must have been smiling on me because a well-placed spell and I melted the thing's eyes. And then it just became a game of blind cat and magic mouse. You have two gods. I We have several that in are worshipped across the land. I personally worship Mistra, but our... Do you, is this not? I'm sorry. I should have. I should have said this before. You told me you came from Thalassia. Um, Thalassa. 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 Um, I come from a. Hold that thought. Do I come from Peru? Uh, that's up to you. Okay, so I can just pick a place. Sure, go for it. Great. Um, I come from the Sword Coast of Peru uh, on the planet that we know as Toril. Um, did any of that mean anything to you? Okay. Very strange land. Yeah, I many gods. There are many. There are, uh, and of varying degrees. There is the greater gods and the lesser gods. Um, strange, demi gods. Um, yeah, there's champions of the god. There's it, the list goes on. It's actually quite convoluted, but just know that yes, there there's more than one. And Mistra is our is our goddess of magic. Um, Timora is who we pray to if we wish for luck. Um, yeah, not a goodly god. An interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Well, I will be pray to one goddess, but I hope tomorrow smiles on us nonetheless because I need to find some of my men that are lost. 
Lawson's. They came here scouting and never returned? We were on the southern side of the island, uh, where the river lets out back into the ocean. We had struck north from the southernmost beach. We had set up a camp, and we were overrun by perhaps the same horde that you had encountered. Mm. Some of my men were lost as we scattered. Did they have their amulets on them? They did. They did. So I, I hope that they are safe. But I... We must take the ship to the southern side and retrace our steps. I need to find those men. Prince, leave them here. Prince Moores, I would be more than happy to repay my debt by helping you look. I will be glad to be the first on the search party to find you then. I didn't want to ask, but if you offer, I accept. I offer freely. It's the least I can do for the safety of this ship and, and the kindness you have shown me. Not well, to mention, this amulet, now that I know at least I'm and hopefully protected from whatever this... Do you have a name for it? I've literally been calling it the Ick. I'm sure there's a smarter name for it. The Blight... It's a curse. The curse? It's the curse. Do you just call it the curse? <laughs> if you'd like to know the... I am a scholar. The semantics I apologize. Of it's fine. Uh, we call it the curse. They are cursed, or cursed ones. Uh, if you want to get really technical, it's Phobator's curse. I have no idea what is a Phobator. That's the other guy. Oh. I'm assuming not the good one. We have several of those as well. I don't know how you keep track of all of them. Uh, well, you hear one and it just, they all sound, I mean, if you listen to them, I just thought I would say, this is going to make it probably queasy just to say them, but just, you hear the names and you just know. Are you ready? Asmodeus. Ball. Um, Ball home. is something that children play with in my city. Uh, no, different spelling. Double A, one L. Oh. Okay. Who plays with any of those? <laughs> Baphomet. Oh, that does sound like some doesn't, doesn't it, though? Mm. Um, anyway, yeah. Well, I hey, like that's to, great. at least like to think that Phobator fits right in with the sinister sort of name style. Yes, I agree. And though I, I, I though I am, I am sorry to hear that you only have a, a single god that you worship, it's also nice to know that there's only one bad one to worry about. Oh, trust me, he makes up for in vigor what he lacks in numbers, I suppose. Mm. So, um, are we on our way to the southern part of the island now? The ship is already sailing. Can you feel it? I I was so engrossed in our conversation, I did not take note, but thank you for telling me. And so it is. The ship begins to move, and you guys swing around the eastern coast following the shoreline. Mm -hmm. When you get to the southern part of the coast, Moore's collects you. Um, but before he does, actually, in case you wanted to talk to any of these other guys, mm -hmm. um, after he's done with you and he begins to command the ship again, um, both uh, Maynard and Lewis descend upon you pretty quickly. Uh, Maynard does not believe that he's giving you enough of a thorough examination and begins immediately to just test you and magically cast I, on you. I literally, I let him mm -hmm. go at work. I say, I, I please. While Lewis uh, just sits across from you and goes, So, tell me a little bit about yourself. You I, are a mage. I am. I am from the planet Toril, as we call it. Um, I'm not even sure if that is this planet, maybe just a different calling. It certainly could be if you're a foreigner, but you don't sound like a foreigner. You speak our language. Uh, this is what we would call the common tongue. Is that at least similar? That is similar. We also call it the common tongue. Okay, well, I mean, granted, that could be a very easy... Uh, Ow, stop poking me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I say, well, that is also a very common phraseology, I guess, if pardon the joke. Um, well, it's nice to know that common is common throughout the wherever we are all separated by. Yes, um, but I, Toril, 
on the continent of Therun. Has have you heard of any of this as a scholar? No, I haven't, and that surprises me. Uh, it surprises me too. Um, are you? No, you wouldn't know this. I don't know how you got here. I'll ask anyway. Are you from the north? Perhaps that question has no substance to you. I mean, of the continent that I know as Ferun, yes. No, is your continent... Are, the the continent... are you on the northern side of the planet? I... I am not... I have not studied the other continent. Have I studied, have I studied the other continent? Why don't you take a roll and find out? All right, intelligence check of 20. Oh. Unnatural. Still. Um, is uh, Ferun on what would be considered the northern... I thought it took up, like, pretty much an entire side yeah, of the Yeah, it's world. sort of like a hemisphere. Yeah. Um, it, it, you, you, by the way, he's asking the question like as though those are north itself. Probably aren't. I say, as far as I'm aware, I'm not. Therun, I know that there are other continents of the world, but Therun, the primary continent, takes up almost an entire hemisphere. You are... It's not the sacred... The, the sacred empire. Yes? This term no, has no meaning to you? nothing to me. Um... But I, I, but I, I'm like, I do take out my book and write down these terms. Sacred <laughs> Empire. You may not be from here at all. I may not be, which is so incredibly fascinating. And boy, is that fortunate for me. <sighs> I'm, I might be the first world traveler. I have not met or read about many. So, if I really did come to another world, this is absolutely incredible. And the fact that I'm still connected to Mistra and her weave. Then again, there's also a chance she may in fact be the one you call Thalassa. I'm not quite sure. Maynard goes, well, undoubtedly she is, for if you use magic, you do so by the blessing of Thalassa. Well then, don't mind if I call, I will call her Mistra, as if she has taken that name in my heart. But know that when I invoke her name, it is one and the same. Maynard decides that he will accept this, but he doesn't look too pleased by it. <laughs> Whereas Lewis is like, yes, call her anything you like. Anything you please. <laughs> please, tell me more about this strange land. As long as she gives you magic, I, say, I see no reason why you shouldn't worship her, whatever name makes you happy. I say, well, um, while I'm, t- I mean, if we're not ready yet, I have more questions. No, you have time. Go ahead. Feel free to talk to this. Um, do you, um, on, I'm, for right now, I am going to say that this is a different planet. I think um, it's a safe guess that if you're not on... Our geography doesn't seem to add up. It doesn't. And therefore, um, I will call it a different planet. It might be a different plane. It could be many things. But I Our will... land in your land. I, yes. Um, on my land, there are um, several different races outside of... I call myself a human. Is this a terminology that you use as well? I am a human. This you is, are a human. We are all humans. This is fantastic. That means that at least our what common... What other language, races are you talking about? You mean like trolls? I mean like, do you not have elves? Are they a different kind of human? I say, oh my lord. No elves, no... I, I smile almost at like the the absurdity of them. Like, but no elves, halflings, dwarves, drow, dwergar. Um, are you casting a spell right now? I say, no, these are, all, these are all humanly good races of the world. They look at each other and they go... They have a thousand gods and a thousand races. How do you keep track of all of these? I said, I, in my in my in my PC mind, my David mind, I'm like, damn, I should have made him an elf. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> would be like, what the? <laughs> I'm like, ding 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 ding. <laughs> um, I, I, Judy, I say there, yeah, there are several races. They are all goodly folk and and human. Uh, two arms, two legs, but some varying proportions. Dwarves are short and stout. They usually have beards, big and thick. Um, elves are more light and have pointed ears and are of the woodland 
areas. Um, gnomes are small folk, like humans, but just um, very, very small, bearded, and halflings are slightly taller than they are. They're sort of the in-between the gnome and us. Um, there's even dragon... Do you know what a dragon is? Uh-huh. They're dragon-born. Um, those that are... You look like a, like a dragon and a human crossed. Humanoid in shape and size, but dragonoid in features. Um, they're magnificent. Do you have orcs here? I don't think we do anymore. Oh my god. That's sad and slightly comforting at the same time because we have wonderful uh, men and women that I know that are half orc. Um, orcs are supposedly vicious monsters. Or they were. They. Mm, orcs in my land have a sordid past. Um, I would say on most occasions, if you were to meet an orc, you would be in for a fight. Hmm. However... Well, they're like trolls. Yes. Slightly smarter. Hmm. Trolls are usually more feral. Orcs have a language, have a system, are able to cast magic, are able to do things that most humans would be able to do. And there was a while where we accepted them, where we gave them a chance, we gave them a kingdom um, in our lands. It eventually just turned out to backfire. And they tried to make war with us. Um, the good we folk of the world that we um, took out a big chunk of what was the orcs of our world. Um, but it seems to me that you have many cities, yes? Oh, yes. Thousands. How many? Thousands of cities? Oh, yes. I, I mean, I'm... There's the ones I know about. There's major cities, but then there's also small villages, and I mean, there's hubs. I mean, Faroon is a ginormous place. I come, I come from my ginormous city. I come from the city of Baldur's Gate. Um, that means nothing to you, doesn't it? I smile and I laugh and I say, my God, a world where Baldur's Gate means nothing. I say, this is fantastic and exciting. I am I'm beyond elated um, at this turn of good fortune. I, I cannot tell you. Brother Manor goes... I think he's insane. And Lewis goes, he doesn't seem insane. He seems perfectly rational to me, brother. I say, you have magic here, yes? Yes. Clearly. And our spells seem to be similar, at least in terms of name and uh, and, and, and uh, technique. And effects, apparently. Then you may very well cast upon me any truth-telling spell you have, or any reading of minds, and I will gladly let you in to see what I have seen, and, and to know that my life is true. It is frowned upon to invade another's thoughts, so I will trust you, Brother Maynard says. And Lewis says, it does not seem that you have lied to us, and I'm willing to believe you. But, how strange. Are you sure that your creatures are just different kinds of humans? I am absolutely positive, because we do have those as well. Huh. And in fact, of all the other races, there are different kinds of those races as well. Perhaps that's why you have so many gods, because you have so many races. Oh, but see, here's the thing. Even just for humans, there's, there's, there's hundreds of gods. Hundreds of gods? Yes, in fact, there are different pantheons just for the races themselves. They look completely awestruck by this. Yes, I can, I can see where it would get confusing, and obviously having So the god races have their own gods, and then the god, there are multiple gods for the races, and then there are hundreds of gods that are just gods, and then there are... This is very... I can let you in on something that actually most common folk don't know, something that took me a long time of studying, huh? and I've only heard, and I don't know much about, only small mentions, but apparently there's a god that rules over them all. Ah! This is... Brother Man says, that must be Thalassa. It is, it is in fact normally denominated as a male, but probably has no gender. 
and it is only known as Ao um, because it is a um, a phrasing of the symbols of both Alpha and Omega because it is the beginning and the end of everything. Mm-hmm. And Ao is supposedly the Overgod. I don't know any more than that. It, there is most people on my world don't even know that Ao exists, and those that do. I would be hard-pressed to find someone that has more information than what I've just given you on this person. Strange. Or being, I should say. So many gods that your gods need a god. That is a strange scenario. Yeah. Interesting. Well. Well, then, am I clear for, for duty? <laughs> Brother Maynard? Brother Maynard says, yes, well, it seems that you are healing. Was... It seems that the protection of our goddess is draining away the curse from you. Obviously, it's not taken enough of a hold. As you say, you were only here for a day. Not quite long enough, but shortly after, you may have found that this would have spread into a point of no return. You must be careful to never go back out into the wilds without this pendant on. I will insert to my flesh if I need to. I don't care. <laughs> is that something that they do when you're land? No, that is, that is me being um, uh, dramatic. <laughs> ah, I see. Well, with all the gods to perform for, I suppose a flair for the dramatic is to be expected. Hmm. Uh, I just have a few quick follow-up questions, if you don't mind. No, of course. So, I just like to kind of go through your story and just trace your steps. <laughs> you found yourself in the center of the island. Indeed. You said you had been performing magic, and something happened that brought you here. You encountered one of the creatures, and you said that you had some sort of communication with one of these creatures. Can you elaborate more on what that was? I did. Um, I, I told Prince Moores about this as well. The, the first creature that came at me, um, I had taken up a defensive position in a uh, two-story building in this ruined city that I... Or ruined village, I guess. Only mm-hmm. ten buildings or so. Um, I went to the two-story stone one, uh, and I took up a defensive position at the top. The creature did find me. Um, and I tried to communicate with it, and it seemed wary of me. It didn't attack me outright, it just observed me. Um, so I, I wondered if... It seemed animalistic in nature, and I wasn't sure if it ever was a human, and now that I know the truth, it makes it all the, the worse. Um, but as, as I would treat any animal I was trying to sway favor of, I gave it some of my rations. I threw it to the ground next to it, and it... it played with it for quite a while. With its, It had a, an arm that split into two hands, and it sort of um, um, fingered it around a little bit before tossing it up and consuming it. And then it would tap on the ground for more. I fed it more. Um, and I was going to use this food as a distraction to try and run from this place. Um, I ended up having to fight three of its companions, but it did, chose not to fight me. It stayed out of the fight. It, it purposely did not fight me. Um, I smote its companions, and even then, it, it looked at me, and it, it seemed obviously um, scared, as any thing would if it watched things that it, I guess, travels with turn into ash before its eyes. Um, and I tried. Well, I tried to be peaceful. I, I, I sheathed my staff, um, turned off my magic, and I tried to just simply communicate, and it just began to. Uh, throw up this black bubbly bile um, until eventually its throat engorged and it created something from its mouth. A pile of something inside of a, almost like a pod. Um, it almost like one-eyed snakes. 
but before anything could happen, the moment that came up, I instantly immolated it with fire, um, because I was not going to take any chances in case it was something hostile. Um, and then the this thing that I had at one point made peace with ran away. I did not pursue it because it, it did not choose to attack me, and as it was my worry that these things were once human, I was not going to strike down a creature that had not taken arms up against me. So I let it go. Lewis turns to Maynard. What do you think, Brother Maynard? I don't know. I've never heard of one of them not attacking you. The others attacked. I've never heard of this communication as you seem to have established it. These creatures, less than animals, more prime, vicious usually, especially if Perhaps if you were ten of you, I could imagine its reticence, but you fed it. And I don't know if anyone's tried that recently. Lewis says now something strange. What's strange is they all are different. Every one of them shaped differently. Many of them possess strange magics. Mm-hmm. Then they are seemingly as random and chaotic as as the curse is random and chaotic. But what is that aura around them? That is the curse. Mm. You're talking about that purplish tinge around mm-hmm. It also seems to dissipate and go into a very specific direction when they die. That's something that we've noticed as well. There is something common amongst all of them, and yet that common attribute, that aura around them, it manifests differently in every unique one. They all have never seen two that look the same. Mm. And where that... Well, are there two humans that look the same? Outside of twins. I suppose you're true, but even still, the, the variance is staggering. It's a truly chaotic mutation that they have undergone. My best guess is that, I mean, not that I could follow it myself, but it's possible there's a hub or a source and a place outside of outside of the this evil god that you have so dubbed the curse after. Um, perhaps there's, there's something. It could be wizard. It could be a device. It could be something that this energy is then drawn back to. Granted, that's just a theory, but I am mm, a man it's of... It's as good a theory as any. We don't know. The prince said it earlier. This is perhaps our seventh expedition away from the city. It has been a long time that we have been fortifying ourselves. And only recently have the king and the exarch given us the authority to leave the city in its safety. Before I make some horrible mistake down the line, mm-hmm. I should probably know the name of the king. Oh! <laughs> in case Sorry. I ever meet him and just treat him like a random person. I don't think there's much risk of that. He doesn't go around like a random person. Uh... You should probably refer to him as just King, but his name is Magnus Volturnus. That's a fantastic name. Because when I met Prince Moors, I had no idea who he was. I feel awful that I'm not paying respect in, of, of, his, of his station. The Prince has the good sense to not carry himself with as much weight as his father does. He's a good young man, and I don't think you have anything to worry about. I doubt he was offended. He is. He didn't seem like it, but still, it's... It's not about offense, it's about proper respect. Uh, Brother Manor goes, Just so. I like you better now. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, And if we're talking about men of importance in the city, you should also know the name of the Exar, Ammon. 
Amen. Amen. Yep. A M M. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. He is the patriarch of our order. Who will be on this uh, on this on this away party with me? I'm ready if we if you are. And indeed, the prince comes down shortly thereafter and says, "You, me, two others. We're going to keep it small and fast." I say, I'm not by any means mean this with complete respect. Are you sure you want to be part of this mission? Absolutely. You are so important. You are a prince. Where I come from, you smile. Need to be protected. He goes, "See that? I'm important." And they go. I don't know. <laughs> he goes, bah! Old men, they know nothing. We young men are made to fight. I say, I like that too. I slap my hands together, take my staff out, twirl it, and I'm like, let's go. All right. So the four, or the th- you know, three of you and you, uh, disembark on the southern shore. Do I recognize the other two? Or? Uh, there's there two of the other soldiers that he had come with previously. Oh, great. Um... And they, they greet you again as they see you. Jacob and Marley. Actually, their names are Edric and Matthew. Oh, they have names. Yeah. Hey, nice. Um, I say, Edric, Matthew, well met again. They go, Elibris, are you ready? Oh, now that I have more than just my Al to talk to, I am great. I say, speaking of which, Tor, scout ahead. Tor, he flies off. Wow, that is a hell of a bird. Um, How did you train to do that? He is part god. <laughs> 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 they go more than those don't be so impressed they have like a thousand of them <laughs> <laughs> so they disembark um, and and you guys begin immediately to strike north and north and slightly east um, let's see do if you guys... recognize any of my uh, do you get up any of my trails or anything anything that I've seen no 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 so you, you've gone way around cool um, I still do so though I trailblaze as we go just to make sure we know mm-hmm. okay um they're very impressed by your magic. It's clear that magic is something that they take in pretty high regard. Um, and, and you can see that they keep watching you every time, even if you cast the most minor. They have literally just pressed the digitation. Yeah, I know, but they're just like, wow, wow. Just to every my fingers time. on fire and just make and, a little scorch. And, they can, and like when they're talking, they're like, you know, they're like, oh man, you know, what? Are you see any over there? They go, don't worry, we have a wizard. <laughs> you know, like they're very excited to have a wizard with them. I feel like that moment, <laughs> that. The moment in The Hobbit when they're like, I'm sure Gandalf has killed plenty of dragons. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get like that. They're going to be like... Because they know... They do they know you killed a troll. That you killed multiple ones of these. Like, they are impressed by you. So, like, the, the hoarders coming like, don't worry. We have Alibris. We have Alibris with Anyway. Um, so, uh, you got to just give me a second to think. I just rolled something. That's fine. Take one okay. second. So... Uh, as you guys uh, strike out, you don't a- encounter anything until you reach uh, what you can tell that they were aiming straight towards. And it looks like um, uh, a camp. Like, a, a, they clearly pitched a camp here. You can even see the symbols of Thalassa on uh, the tarps and things that they've hung up. And you can tell that everybody just dropped whatever they were doing and, and left this place. Obviously, this is where they were struck by the horde. Uh, I said, oh my god. He goes, God. No, you got it. One. I say, I say, I, by Mistra, I, I just realized something has no bearing on anything we're doing right now. But what an interesting thought. Huh? I take out my meager bag of gold coins. I take one out and say, does this mean anything here? He goes, that's gold. Well, I know it is gold, but I say, look at the symbology. Is this the coin that you use? Is this worth anything outside of the, its weight? I mean, it's a coin. We use them. We don't use anything like this coin, but... I mean, 
Somebody would have to measure it and make sure it's up to our minting standards. But okay, it's sure. not necessary for now. I just random thought I had. Thinking of what I'm going to, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. Great. Well, I'm sure somebody would take it. Proof that I'm not from here. Truly, yes. <laughs> Though I believe you when you said it. I know, but granted, uh, someone else could also just say I just minted. It doesn't matter. Yes, I'm looking. Right. So um, they scout around. I'm going to have you make a. Um, I guess it would be a survival. What they're looking for is like maybe the footprints. I'm not a survivalist. Well, I rolled a five. Honestly, neither are they. And you're all looking around, and it's not like it's easy. A horde of these creatures walked through this area. It is almost impossible to figure out who's gone where. Perception of um, 18 for Tor circling the area if he sees any signs mm-hmm. of anything. Um, Tor. You said 18? 18. Great. So Tor flies around and then just kind of lands, but probably like a few hundred uh, feet to the uh, further northeast. And he he makes some noise and gets your attention, and you guys go over there, and you see that there are uh, two sets of footprints that kind of walk in a very direct fashion. Um, by the way, now that you're here, you see in the distance to the north is a huge cliffside that's actually in the island. It's not the, the coastal cliff line. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's actually like the part of the island is more elevated and it goes down to the southern side. Um, and you see a sheer cliff and then on one side even farther, farther away is there's a waterfall that goes down and that, that where the river continues through. Um, but it looks like <laughs> these guys instead of going towards the waterfall went further to the northeast where the cliffside eventually meets the lower ground and it was the slope that they could possibly go up. It looked like they were heading to the northeast. Mm. Um, and you can also see that they were um, dragging, perhaps, another person in tow. Um, so, at this, more spurs you guys follow these tracks and you do so until you wrap around and then you see something familiar. You see the cave. I say, hold... I, rec- I recognize this cave. Digo, have you been in here? I have not gone in. I had the decision to go here or go towards the forest, which is, and then point to where the forest is today. There was now probably ash. Yeah, it's a it's smoke. And it's I a lot say, of smoke. And I went there, which is where I fought the troll. I, I, I call Tor back to me and I say, uh, cave is much harder to scout with the extra pair of eyes that I you normally have. No doubt. Now with all of you, if this is our destination, well, I'm more than willing to go in. He more says, can you conjure light? I say, I can... I said, do you have a torch? Because <laughs> <laughs> I do have a torch. He hands you one. I say, I can make fire, but not for long. But it's enough to ignite a torch and keep it lit. Allow me. Light. And he casts a light spell from his hand. Ah. Um, he goes... I say, are you a paladin, young sir? Because I am a knight of the church. We are all warriors of the church. Fantastic. So the last has given me many great gifts, this being perhaps one of the most minor. Mm. Nonetheless, if you will stay behind me, I shall lead the way. By all means. Okay. The, the four of you go into the cave. Uh, I'd like you to make a perception check. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be torn pocketed for this. Okay. Uh, five. Okay. Um... The the cave leads to a fairly narrow, probably like you have to march two by two. So it's Moore's and one of and, and Matthew at front, and you and Edric and back. And Edric is actually sitting behind you, guarding the rear. Uh, as you guys go down this corridor, this 
not not hewn stone, definitely a natural uh, cave and passageway. However, as you get further down, um, it opens up into a larger chamber, and you see that the stonework begins to become hewn. Mm-hmm. Um, and Morris takes the light and, and brings it around to certain walls. And he goes, what devilry is this? And you, you witness this devilry. You see markings. These are, just like some of the gods' names look bad, these markings look bad, right? Mm. And they sound bad, these markings look bad. Mm. Um, and you can see they're written and, and they're carved in a dark runic speech. And they're um, mixed in with um, imagery um, that, that seems of, of fire um, and jagged, painful lines. Mm. And, um, and you get the feeling that this place is a dark place. Uh, not just by the lack of light, but by perhaps evil people. Say, boy, and, I hope and, this, our friends did not come in here. He lowers the light, and he goes... Are the tracks? He sees blood. It's great. He goes, not the word I use. And you guys continue... He gets you. Sarcastic. <laughs> oh, oh my god, there's no sarcasm. Oh my god, I gotta go back home. This place sucks. <laughs> um, he, he continues to sweep the light around, but it's the chamber is a little too large and he has to kind of walk around. And eventually, he, uh, he throws a light over some figures. Mm-hmm. And you see a ghastly sight. Mm-hmm. You actually can, you hear it before you see it. Um, and you hear and it's the sound of tearing and chewing and you know what you're going to see even as a light I'm before. already getting a firebolt ready Morris rips his sword out of his sheath uh, and you see that there are the figures uh, of multiple of the cursed uh, over the, the mutilated bodies uh, of some of the soldiers but I want you to make another perception check. Okay. Much better. 18. Mm. You see, you alone see something strange. As the light um, goes down on this gruesome scene, you alone notice that there's something strange because it's, it's, their backs are to a wall. They're very close to one of the walls. Yet on the wall, which is bathed in the light mm-hmm. from his light spell, there is, a, there is a pillar shape from which two arm-like appendages come forth and a wicked head a shadow on the wall, as though there's something between his light that would cast that shadow, yet there's nothing. I literally immediately say, I say, we have a hidden enemy, and I throw a fireball to the direction of where that would be. Let's start initiative? Yeah. Uh, 14. You're gonna go first. Uh, let me... Alright, 14. Actually, um, so let's do... Okay. All right. So actually, um, Moores and Co. are going to go first. So um, Moores looks up, sees the shadow, has a moment of indecision. Uh, Matthew does not. Matthew charges forward and starts to, to, to like lay in to the four uh, cursed creatures that you see before you. No, Matthew! <laughs> Good advice. Unfortunately, Matthew does not heed it. Clearly, Matthew has some, uh, some skin in the game with these people. Um, Matthew's blade swings and he sinks a blow into one of them and they 
turn around and they scream in fury and they hate the light and you can see that. But from the wall, a a razor thin tendril of, of purpley black just blasts out from the wall, connects into the back of one of the creature's heads. The creature turns around and just slices into Matthew's face. Oh. He goes spiraling and he hits the ground. <coughs> humongous gash in his face. Um, very quickly, three more of these these tendril-like manifestations of purple and blackish energy. It looks like cursed energy mixed with some terrible black kind of energy. Just ram into all four of the creatures and they immediately uh, stand erect and they look much more like purposeful, less savage. They all look like they have some sort of intelligence behind them now. Mm. Um, and then it is your turn. The other two kind of stay back to see how things I are going to develop. Throw a fireball directly at this thing. Okay. The big, the big in. Okay. Oh yeah, that is a twenty-three. It's a hit. Nice. Um, and twenty ten. Uh, five points of fire damage. Strangely enough, mm-hmm. even though it is fire, and this seems to be some sort of dark thing, uh, you can tell that, that it's not the effect is not right. Um, however, in the moment that it strikes, this two-dimensional shape flickers into three dimensions, and you see a pair of curving horns that ascend from its head, a mouth filled with sharp teeth, these black, black eyes, long arms ending in shadowy claws. You can make a knowledge check, please. Uh, 23. Mm-hmm. 22. This is some demonic presence. I just scream out in Celestial, like, I, I just, I, I don't know, some war cry in Celestial, because mm-hmm. I know Celestial. Instantly, the attention of the creature falls on you, and you feel... You feel pressure on your whole body just from its eyes looking down at you. I just invoke Mistra's name as loud as I can. Mm. And, and so, and next, you, inspired by this show of faith, uh, both uh, Edric and and Moore's crowd. Thalassa! Yes. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. So, um, you cast your spell. You dealt damage to this demonic presence. When you say it didn't have the desired effect, are you talking like, is that your it, cryptic way of saying like, damn, resistance, like yeah. resistance? Resistance. Um, I said, fire's not as, fire's no good. Don't go with fire. Not on the big thing, at least. The little right. ones, though, they hate it. Um, Edric stands next to Moors, and the, the, the two of them kind of seem to brace. By the way, I didn't say this. Just always assume I cast mage armor when I wake up. Okay. Always. That's fine. That's fine. I, you were you were going into a, a, a combat yeah. situation, but yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Always, always, always. All right. Um, the cursed ones. Each they spring forward to attack you. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have let's divvy up the attacks. Um, before they can get you more steps forward, is strong. He, is Matthew moving, or is Matthew like Matthew's on the ground writhing? Mm-hmm. Um, in pain, perhaps other things. Mm. Um, so anyway, um, so uh, Morris steps forward and kind of gets in the way of some of their attacks. So he's going to take two attacks, and each of you are going to take one. You and Matthew, or sorry, you and Hendrick. Uh, the first attack on you is you said your AC is fifteen, right? Yes, that's what it is. It's a hit. Uh, this creature is going to do five damage to you. Uh, 
a savage strike. This creature has two hands. The arms are incredibly muscular, and the hands have been fused closed. So it really it has these ridiculously sharp, all teeth look like canines, so they're very sharp and jagged, but the hands seem to be incapable of holding. It just actually slugs you, um, and just hits you with like the, the strength of like a great club. Um, and then, uh, the other one on the tank. Okay. Um, you see that uh, as Morris takes a hit, his shield kind of like reflects some of his sword and shield. Um, and you see that, like your magic is protecting you, his shield is also perhaps has some magical defense to it. Um, and neither of them are struck. So, it's... Uh, <laughs> I took out the wand, check out the gem, I go, go! <laughs> I choose you, Pikachu! Whatever you do! <laughs> your wand casts create water. <laughs> I have the magic carp of one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so then it's their turns. They, they bring the attack. I identified those over the night. I didn't think about so it. So the, they're the cursed creatures. Um, Probably gave me a wand of fireball and I didn't even know. <laughs> Figure it out, man. Uh, they lay into the cursed creature, and especially uh, Morris, whose sword lights up with holy light. And the holy light seems to do, to do very well. Um, and he takes a creature down in a single turn, mm. whereas Edric stabs forward with his sword and behind his shield doesn't do quite as much damage, doesn't take his down. Nonetheless, um, there are now three of them remaining. Mm. One tower creature. It is your turn. Uh, okay. So, not fire. Fire. Doesn't leave me with much. Um, I just not going to take any chances. I magic missile the fuck out of mm. uh, mm-hmm. the big end. Go ahead. Um, and three is five, and four is nine, plus three is twelve. Twelve damage as three missiles pult, pelt into him. Fantastic. A good hit. Um, you can see that the, 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 the demonic presence does not appreciate being struck squarely with that magic. No resistance applies here. <laughs> so you heard it. Um, is then their turn. Um, we'll have one attack for each of you guys. Yours runs up, which once again tries to slug you, and you duck low underneath it, and the hand flies over you. It's caught you by surprise the first time, but you realize it's, it's pretty slow. It packs a punch, but it's pretty slow. Right. And you dodge easily this time as soon as you see it coming. Uh, the other two... Well, uh, the one that's attacking, Edric, has no luck at all. Edric is behind his shield and he's playing a pretty defensive game. However, uh, Morris is is struck by his. Um, one of his has... Uh, it's actually attacking him with uh, a... a it's actually very similar to what you're doing in a magic missile style, but it's shooting um, sort of a, some kind of magical attack uh, out from its eyes. It blasts him with it once, and he gets hit, stumbles backwards, but he doesn't go down. Mm. Uh, the creature, however, is still concentrating on you, the creature uh, of shadow. I just keep yelling in Celestial, just all the best of the godly insults. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what it can do. Alrighty. 
Ooh, it gets you. It gets you. Got me good? No, not really that Shield? Good. <laughs> oh, do you mean the shield spell? Yeah. Okay, that would... Do you cast 20, it? 20, yeah. Which one's my AC? 20? Yeah, okay. You're good. It's the big in attack. Again. It's the big in oh, attack. Oh, I'm yeah. shield. So it, it throws, and actually Nons, pulls yeah. its claw off the wall. It manifests it in three dimensions just to slice it forward at you. Um, but your your spell deflects it. Throw a shield on him. No, I'm, getting, and, I'm not getting hit by And you hear, it. like... Like like tinnitus, you know, uh, the ringing in your ears. Mm-hmm. It shrieks like that, loud enough to make you cringe. <sighs> yeah. It is now your allies' turn. Um, they attempt to bring the fight, and don't. <laughs> Moore's does. Oh. Moore slays another one actually, uh, leaving two left. But once again, uh, what you can see that uh, Edric is doing is he's actually trying to inch his way closer and closer to Matthew mm-hmm. and get in front of him. So he's not doing a lot of offense, but he is stopping one of the creatures from perhaps maybe even getting to his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it is then your turn. I am going to... So I will use a another magic missile um, of a second level spell slot. Ooh. So I get an extra dark. And deal four. Two is six. And four is ten. And two is twelve. And four is sixteen. 16 damage from as I just pelt more missiles into this big, horrible, disgusting... Very area. nice. Very, very, very nice. Yeah, you can tell that this creature is not having any of this because you are really damaging it at this point. Um, it is then their turn. So, uh, again, it throws a claw at you right off the bat. It doesn't. You don't even need a shield spell for this. Right. You just leap back, and the claw just rends the air in front of you, and you can you can actually feel like an almost What's sonic boom, like like yeah, difference in the air pressure around you as it slices so fast and it must cut so clean mm. through the air. Nonetheless, it misses you. Uh, the creatures that it is clearly controlling via this this influence, um, they attack. They both go. Poor Morris, who is really laying in them. Um, mm, it's a hit. Okay. Morris takes another injury, and he is not looking so great. Mm. Uh, nonetheless, uh, it is then your allies. Uh, Edric gets to Matthew and stands in front of him. But when he sees that Morris is in trouble, he I say, "I've got, I've got the princess back." He nods. Um, and he, he can't, he's not within range. They've both gone to Moore, so he just stays and, and guards this fallen friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morris attempts to slay another. And looks right. Yeah. Good. Okay, so he there's one cursed creature left. Once again, you see that when they, they expire, the purple vapor, uh, that miasma around them, Flies up, and then you can see that it goes right into the creature that's displayed before you on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, it is then your turn. 
I will once again use a second level magic missile mm. and just pelt more into this thing. No chances. Four. Nice. One. It's five. Six. And four. Uh, which is ten and four. Fourteen more damage. The creature is... You can't, it doesn't look injured. These things don't look injured. But right. you can tell by the shrieks that you are hurting and you are making suffer. Um, and then... And, okay, so then it's their turn. Um, immediately, it wrenches the creature that's attacking Morris and just sends it flying for you. Mm-hmm. Morris tries to get in the way and see if he can't guard you. Attack by two. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it does, he, he his, his wounds seem to hamper him a little bit, and he misses. Uh, so the creature comes running at you. It's a close thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know you saw the shield spell, but it's a close thing nonetheless. Um, the the creature comes up to you, and it, it once again tries to spit one of these uh, magical attacks at you, which you dodge. <laughs> um, and then it is Morris and Edric. Edric really looks like he wants to jump in, but you're also, you know, a wizard, so right. you're pretty impressed, and they believe you can take care of this. Um, Morris is going to have an advantage attack on it because the creature just completely turns its back to him. Right. And he hits. Come on, Morris, make it. Yeah. All right, and he cuts the creature down from in front of you. And he turns around and goes, finish it! And then, indeed, it's your turn. Okay, um, I... Um, even though it doesn't... So when you said it didn't look as resistance, but it doesn't look like it helped it in any way by hitting with fire, right? Oh, no, it certainly doesn't help. It, so it just, still takes damage. I will still... I will just throw another firebolt at it. Okay, go ahead. Basic cantrip. I missed. Okay. Uh, the, the shadow on the wall has no minions left. Mm-hmm. It leaps into three dimensions. But as soon as it does so, it also then kind of evaporates into this this black and purple vapor that spirals around like a maelstrom or a whirlwind of some sort and curls up and then it seems to go over Edric and slams down on Matthew. You see that the pendulum, uh, the pendant on, uh, on Matthew begins to light up, and the two forces seem to conflict against one another, as you can, can tell I... that the shadow is trying to penetrate the magical protection that covers uh, Matthew. It's The whole turn is spent trying to do this, and it does not yet succeed. You have a turn to act before okay. something may happen. They're going to have to contest checks on their next round, but just this whole first round is trying to get um, beyond the barrier. Um... Hmm. Uh, um, I I guess I will run over to Matthew, mm-hmm. and I place I, I keep it around my neck. Yeah. I, I place the other holy symbol and Mistress Holy symbol <laughs> on top of him. Okay, and I will cure wounds. Okay. And I, Go ahead. I just just pump that sweet loving into him. Uh, five points. Okay. Of health. It, it helps tremendously. He looks almost fully healed, 
but he's like shaking as the, the conflicting energies are just sending his body into like a state of shock. Right. Um, let's let's see. You've definitely helped by hopefully adding a little bit more divine protection. Um, yeah. You're you're praying and, and you even see the Moors runs up next to you and he tries to do the same thing and you're all trying to combat this creature and you guys are thrown back. Hmm. Probably about like ten feet. You roll and hit the ground, and you're disoriented for a second. And as you whip your face back up to look back at Matthew, you see the last wisp of the darkness descend into him, and he begins to shake. When you see that his body starts to ripple from underneath the skin, you see his arms start to split. You see one of his arms grow incredibly muscular. His face begins to bulge, and one of his eyeballs pops open. And hmm spills out as he begins to mutate rapidly before your eyes and you see as he gets up this hulking misshapen figure where it used to be Matthew and you see that the pendulum or the pendant pendant on his chest is completely cracked in half and one of the pieces has fallen off and he gets up and he just lets forth an amplified scream just like the ones that you had heard from the curse that you had originally kind of fed and perhaps befriended or whatever um uh, this it, he 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 bellows in it and just lumbers forward to attack Morris. I say it is no longer Matthew. We must do what we must do. Morris is not. He's not with you on that. Like he's not. You have a clarity of mind, but it looks like there's so much suffering in Morris' eyes when he sees what's going on in front of him, and he looks like stunned by what has just happened. I will stand in front of the prince and say, my prince, if you cannot do it, I will do what I need to to protect you, but you have to understand there's more to this. Retreat if you need to. Go. There's barely enough time to get the words out before the creature just takes its fist and tries to pummel you with it. Oh, damn. A shield spell may be a Shield. <laughs> you throw up the shield, That's the and last spell it was—it's just like watching what you watched before, as as one unstoppable force hits this immovable object, and you hold this line for a second, and seeing you struggling to protect him, snaps Moors into his senses, and he raises up with a, a shining sword, and you can see that he is—he's gonna smite, and he runs past you. And cuts into the creature. Which is a hit. And it's a mighty hit, but it's not enough. Uh, the it is then your turn. And you really think with something you might be able to finish the creature off. It is I I am tapped, so I just use I ignite my staff. Not that it does anything mm-hmm. right now, because Green Flame Blade at this level only jumps to adjacent enemies. <laughs> so right now it's, it's all... Just like hit more it's, all, it's all flavor. But okay. I'm just gonna just just take a whack at it. Okay. Uh, 17 to hit. Okay. And it takes 6 damage. You slam the side of your staff into the creature's face and it whips to the side. And you... You, you you know that the body that is controlled is healthy, and yet you know you've devastatingly injured what you're actually trying to hit the creature inside. There's something about the magic that you put into the staff that, that allows you to hit beyond the physical. Um, just because you've been put a little bit of magic in there, because if you had just hit him with a stick, he would be fine. <laughs> um, and, and you see that as the head kind of whips the side... From it, 
for a second, you see the face of this shadow demon kind of phase out from the flesh. Mm-hmm. And then it shoots back in, and the creature curls up all at once in pain, and it explodes in a complete bloodbath, a wave of viscera and gore, and also an explosion of this black and purple energy which radiates out. And you are all once again thrown back, and you hear the sound of things cracking on your chest as you guys hit the ground, and you immediately look and you see that you're holding symbol. Both of them have been absolutely crumbled from this explosion of energy. But you're not getting possessed. It's right. just the last dying explosion of this creature. Uh, and, and Morris seems a little bit disoriented. I run over, pick him up. Is Edric good? Uh, Edric is better. Uh, and Edric's just like, what happened now? I just, I just, I grab them both, mm-hmm. and I just, I said, we need to go now. And I grab them, and I... And I like, the prince, mad you! And I just... He's struggling to go back to, like, the, the, the friggin' blood splatter on the ground where his friend used to be. I... Um, I... Do I waste this now? I'm, I think it's appropriate. I just yell out, once again, invoking Mistress' name. And I channel divinity, mm-hmm. and I preserve life. Um, I can restore a number of hit points equal to five times my level, um, and choose any creatures within thirty feet of me, and divide the hit points among them. So, so fifteen. So five points to each of us. Okay. I just pump. Okay. Cool. Light and energy. You can see that that really helps uh, Edric to get back to his wits. Morris as well, but Morris is much more injured than either of you guys. Um, and and so, you know, Morse is still kind of like needs to be supported right. a little bit. But, and, Edric, but Edric jumps on underneath one of the arms. He's like, come on, you're right. Let's get out. Let's get out of here. And you guys run. Um, we need to get back to the ship. Yeah. Our ambulance are broken. You guys, you guys begin to bolt. Already, you can feel your bones aching again. Yeah. Uh, so you guys just run and run and run uh, until you get back to the ship. Let me just see if anything. I hope not. <laughs> You're good. So you run back to the ship, and as soon as you get there, you uh, you hear uh, Maynard who's standing at the it looks like he was standing at the side of the ship, just waiting for you guys to come back. Right. He begins to, to call up. He gets get get that gangplank down. Get somebody on that boat. Get them out there. Look at them. And and people come and collect you guys, and you're brought back to the ship. And as soon as you get back near the ship, mm-hmm. the pain in your joints immediately goes away. Um, and you you notice that like. The ship is, first of all, it's decorated. It's a really nice ship. Probably one of the nicest ships you've ever seen. Um, and there are symbols in, inlaid all over the ship. Right. It looks like they've really worn the ship up. Um, nonetheless, you get back on the ship, um, and immediately Lewis walks up to you. What happened? Well, unfortunately, Matthew was gone. So are the men. So are the men that you lost here. We tracked them to a cave inside the cave where these symbols of a, of a language I don't know, depicting scenes of, of brimstone and fire and death and blood. And uh, Maynard immediately runs in control. Is there anything coming after you? Is there anything coming to the ship? No, we killed them. Yes. <sighs> Up with the sails! We are leaving. And and then Lewis says, continue. I say there was this um, this creature that described the the shadow beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say it, was, it, was, it could control the lesser tumor cursed ones um, and we were faring well against it but it, it, it battled with Matthew and his, in his soul and Matthew lost and it took over his body and deformed it and we, we ended up defeating the creature but in doing so it, it, it's, its death throw broke our amulets 
Um, and I used what healing ability I had left to get us back here. Um, like I said, we did destroy it, though, as far as I'm aware. This is... This is... I knew this was going to happen. I knew once we started exploring, we were going to find things we didn't want to find. While it's still fresh in your memory, could I bring you down to the, the study? Could I have you write this down in a report? Of course. Alright. And he brings you down, and, and for some more of the... As the ship begins to depart the island, he he sits with you and, and listens to you talk out loud and continue to describe the details and write down the report. So the, the sea voyage is pretty uneventful on the way back. Moores is healed, mm-hmm. um, and he thanks you profusely for, for your kind of clarity in battle. Um, and he, he, he really says, like, I really feel like I've found a friend in you. Um, of course. I'm, I too. I'm, I'm so glad that we found you. Um, Likewise. I'm just sorry it had to be at a, a cost of Matthew. I didn't know him, but he seemed like a good man. Matthew was my friend. And he was a good friend. And he died for nothing. That's not true. Every battle brings us closer to winning the ultimate battle. Which is good versus evil. I've been taught that my whole life. And I agree with you. But just think, there was that huge creature in there. Now there's not. It's true, we've rid the world of something despicable. Mm-hmm. And yet I still don't feel like I like the cost. Also, you now know for sure, definitively, but to tell the family members of the party members you lost previously, you know that they are gone. There's no doubt in your mind. Without Matthew, without us being able to go in there, there'd be the questions, did you leave them? Are they okay? What if they're mutating to those things? Though the outcome was grim, at least you have an answer. And at least, as I said, there is one less vile creature in this world. We can take what little solace in that we find. What's that? Uh, Nat 20 knowledge religion. Do I? Yeah, it was a shadow demon. It was a shadow demon. It was quite literally a demon made of shadow. That was responsible for this curse. I vote towards agents. I doubt that that one thing was responsible for the curse. Well, it couldn't be because the curse is everywhere Mm. in my city. Everywhere. Yet, perhaps this is how it spreads. It didn't seem to have control over it. Whether or not that us defeating it means anything, only time will tell. My father had his dreams of of us spreading throughout these lands, but how can we? Even if we erect more wars to keep our people safe, when these things are out there, they're probably everywhere. I have. I have some I have optimistic news and then I have other optimistic news so what would you like to brighten your day I'll let you decide I say well first always know whether there is life there is hope so as long as we live there's always hope for a better tomorrow but in a worst case scenario we are now both painfully aware that there's another world and if I came from it Perhaps I could take us all there someday. And as sad as it is to try to forsake the lands you have, maybe a better place where this does not exist is the place to be. 
I know you know nothing of my people, but we came to this place looking for a better place. We came here looking for a better place than the one we left. Mm. To think that we would have to run again. But you're right. To take my people to a world like yours, many gods. Granted, it's not a paradise. It's got its list of problems. Does it have these kind of problems? Sometimes, but not. But usually we can handle this sort of thing. No. I hope to see one day the place where you come from, Alibris. It seems, it seems like it produces good men. I, I smile as I once again. Sometimes. <laughs> I get it. Like everything else from your world, it seems complicated. It is very. It is. There's nothing black and white about Toril. You guys continue on your voyage. You and and more get to know one another. Some of the men come in and they ask, you know, they hear they want to hear the story of, of how their friend died, and, and they drink to him. And you all, you know, you have a meal together. I embellish the battle more and more, and just like talk about mm. how like Matthew charged in gloriously and got like all these licks in before we mm. were even we were too stunned to even produce our first attack. They and they they really they seem to appreciate it. Even Morris, who knows that not the truth, he he embellishes with you here and there for the glory of his friend, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and, and shortly thereafter, um, you hear somebody uh, blow a horn, and uh, and Morris puts his hand on your shoulder and says, "You should see this." Mm. And he brings you up to the deck, and when you <laughs> and there is Boulder's Gert. <laughs> it's, it's like we call this Boulder's Gert. <laughs> uh, no. um, he and you see, you do see a city. Like it's, you know, I was just thinking, like, how incredible would it be if this was just like a ship full of crazy people? <laughs> we don't live in Thrun. And they're like, no. <laughs> and I'm the prince of this world. It's just all bullshit. And it's, it's like, like Baldur's Gate. <laughs> just like I'm on some island just off the Sword Coast. Like, like, <laughs> You're like Lantern. <laughs> They're just like a bunch of really tall gnomes who are crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. That's not how it is. Well, actually, no, no, very it's fortunately. Unfortunately, that it's not. But that would have been fucking hysterical. So you go out there it is. Thalassa. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a town on the side of the road. Baldur's Gate, bro. It's not. It's not, dude. No. <laughs> so you, you guys um, get out to the deck and you see a city that could be a rival in, for Baldur's Gate, if not necessarily in size, at least in, in magnificence. Um, you see a, a, a castle on a hill, and, and beneath it is a city walled in, and you see one... It, it seems to be all carved out of smooth, unbroken stone. Uh, it, it's magnificent in its architecture, only because you have no idea how somebody can build this thing, except for by magic. Mm. And you're quite sure that all these buildings must have been raised by spells that shape stone because there is, they're smooth mm. and beautiful and expertly crafted. You you see this beautiful walled city um, and, and you as soon as you pass a certain point, you feel a weight lifted off your shoulders and you are just so sure that you have passed through a, a, a holy ward mm. that separates the peace inside of the city from whatever is going on outside of it. Mm-hmm. And you guys uh, dock very shortly after, and you see that there is a procession waiting for you, for the prince. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you guys step off the ship. Before we get there, I, mean, and, I, I just make the joke. I'm like, my God, you two, you guys really know how to welcome a newcomer. <laughs> and Mori goes, oh, yes, all for you. <laughs> he goes, indeed. Why don't you lead the way? I say, oh, no, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> he grabs you over the shoulder and he pulls you with him. I want him. And, and the horde's trumpet as he walks down. And you... Everyone in town's like, who the fuck is <laughs> and and Morris <laughs> Morris steps off the ship and, and there's crowds of people waiting for him um, and he goes look what I bring you a prince from another land and they go oh, they cheer I, I I I oh man there's a there's a small part of Alibus that she wants to just like just like cross his eyes and start speaking in tongues <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh hail the curse <laughs> <laughs> It's like minor illusions <laughs> off an exploding mutation. <coughs> Whoa. Fucking mean. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, and, and as you guys enter the city, I think that's a good point for us to finish for the night. Yeah. And we'll have some city adventures on, on the next game. Sure. But you are now in Thalassa, the goddess of the city. Great. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode of You Shall Not Pass Go, please subscribe. Our episodes are monthly, and you can find this and many more podcasts on geekade.com. If you'd like to share your opinions about the topics of the episode, or you just want to say hi, email us at ysmpgcast at gmail.com.